Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Fail Critics Podcast. My name's Owen Hughes. I'm here with Paul Field. Good morning, Owen. Hello, host of Underground Nights, our first ever spin-off sister podcast. It's really weird, Owen. I've got the sun in my eyes. It's the middle of the day. I haven't had a drink. What's going on? I know. It's weird. Uh, I'm also here with Andrew Brooker. Yeah, fucking hell. It's morning. Morning, guys. Jesus. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. And a weekend as well. Is it a weekend? It is. It's Christmas. It's a Christmas Eve. So yeah, Saturday. For... Jesus Christ, a Saturday morning. A wow. Saturday okay. morning, yeah. Before midday and we're podcasting. What's going on? I sh- I'm not wearing a paper hat and nor have I got a glass of port, so I'm a bit grumpy. I'm, <laughs> I'm just not wearing anything. I'm just naked. Yes. Lovely. That's, that's the way to do it though, isn't it? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I should introduce you as well, Brooker, with your podcast, Character Unlock, because you're our latest sister podcast. I am. Both of those have been quite prolific this year. Yeah, well, we only started towards the end of mm-hmm. last year, um, and then Mullinger was really, really busy with that huge arena show. The next one is due very, very soon, where we'll be talking about our uh, favourite films of the year. I think Mullinger's currently binge-watching a load of stuff. Now he's got a little bit of time off from all those um, lucrative corporate gigs that he's been doing. <laughs> yeah. And Character Unlock just had its end of year wrap up. Yeah, so that was that was fun because of course we're only a few episodes in, so it felt a bit weird to be doing a a best of the year having only been around for like three months. <laughs> but you know, a couple of people have listened and said it went alright. So hopefully next year, you know, more time gaming, we'll have plenty more to talk about. Hopefully. Yeah. Cool. So what we've got here then is the triumvirate. You know, the three of us. Holy balls, that's a hell of a word for a Saturday fucking morning, mate. Yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're here because we have a very special compilation podcast, which is some of our favourite stuff that's happened on the Fail Critics Film Podcast since the 1st of January, since our very first podcast this this year. I say this year. People might be listening now and it's 2017. People will be listening this year, Owen, because... Uh... All of our listeners uh, will be uh, sitting at home on their own over Christmas. <laughs> yeah, very possibly. <laughs> in their caravans in, their in caravans. Wales. <laughs> so what we've got on this, this episode, some, some things that people have got to look forward to, are your quizzes, Paul. And the rude quiz as well, which I thought I was very pleased to see a return of that, because that porno one was, uh, was a whole load of fun. The porn parodies. Yes. Fantastic. You know, speaking of porn parodies, there was an attempt by Brooker as well this year. In fact, you you two together with Steve, when I wasn't here, attempting to get pornos onto the podcast, despite my ban. Well, this has been one of those things, hasn't it? I, I think you try very hard to keep me and Paul away from each other. <laughs> it's a bit like the teacher that separates the kids that sit at the back of the class. I've had to put you in your very own podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Just to keep us out of trouble. Yeah, exactly. So when you weren't around, we were kind of right. Now it's, now it's our time. It was a manual in space. <laughs> so other quizzes that you did this year, Paul, we had the Amazon reviews, which was quite popular. The best thing about those is I don't have to do, do an awful lot. I'm still someone <laughs> else's work. We also had the quiz cast, though, which was a lot of work for you. And 
went down very well indeed. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, no, it was it was it was. Uh, they take ages to to prepare and then a moment to to do. It's yeah. a strange one doing doing the quizzes. Like a good pawn. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> There's his continuity fucked. <laughs> you can't edit it out now. It's all in. <laughs> but see, see, this is the thing people who listen won't get from the podcast because you guys will know editing these podcasts or any podcast takes a huge amount of work to get them. It's a fucking ball, eh? It takes forever. You know, you record these things and we take, what, 90 minutes, two hours to record? And you spend, like, three times as long, probably longer, editing them and getting them to sound perfect. And take, well, as much as you can get them to sound perfect and taking out all of these bits. Anything that could be perceived as, like, a continuity error has to go. Someone will come along, say something inappropriate, or, you know, or say, oh, can I use the word gunt? <laughs> <laughs> and then it has to go in a stinger. It has to go in a post-credits or pre-titles bit of the podcast. Or unless uh, Steve's on, and then he'll use that word again later in the podcast and everyone will be really confused. Call- callbacks that then make no like sense. sense. <laughs> <laughs> but all of those stingers there on this compilation episode, they're all of them from the podcast over the past 12 months being cobbled together and shoved at the end of the uh, of this episode. But uh, yeah, we've got all of our reviews that we did as like quiz prizes, where me and Steve made each other watch stuff. There was Antichrist, Norbit, The Ouija Experiment, Pudsy the Movie, Do Over, Spellbinder, that Rob Schneider thing I had to watch, Spice World, and of course, Mob Handed. And that was just for our Oscar-worthy films. And that was all of our films from February. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was... um, Mob Handed and Killer Bitch, Paul. They were like the running theme of the, the podcast this year. They were a long, much, much like the um, the FIFA film was the year before. United Passions. That was it. Yeah. There's but, always but... something that some horrendous film will, will come up, make waves for all the wrong reasons, and then become a running joke throughout the year. But at least last year when it was United Passions, no one asked me to watch it because it was a fucking football film. <laughs> this exactly. year, I've had to watch all of that shit and I'm not sure I've forgiven you yet, dude. Well, I sprung that on you, didn't I? We met up. I'm not sure I've forgiven both of you, actually. Oh, thinking so about it. Yes, you I did. knew he was taking that film with him and I was like, oh, this is going to be the best day ever. And I started getting Hair missed. of fucking <laughs> you fucking going, name shit. <laughs> Brooker kindly let me sleep on his sofa and I made him watch Killer Bitch because yeah that was so funny yeah so those reviews are in there a couple of other bits um what's not in here is our secret podcast shh don't mention that don't mention secret. the that word cast yeah, exactly <laughs> um but yeah otherwise i just want to say very quickly thanks very much to to you guys paul brooker for coming on thanks to steve who couldn't be here because he, he's stuck in a caravan he's stuck he's in a on, caravan I he's, on, he's on a festive uh, caravanning break in North Wales with a friend. He's on his way there. All the fun little sex objects are Christmas themed, so Yule logs and Christmas trees and things. Is that what happened? Okay, I'll take your word for that then, Brooker. <laughs> um, also, want to say very quickly thanks to Tony Black, Brian Plank, Callum Petch, Matt Lamborn, Andrew Alcock, and Liam, Matt Aguilera, Ben Challoner, Daryl Barr, Chris Haig, Phil Sharman, Chris Wallace, Carol Petz for coming on the podcast this year. I'm sure there's a few others that I've missed, and if so, apologies. But um, yeah, thanks very much. I think we'll we'll shut up now, shall we? And we'll just string these bits and bobs together. 
So uh, thanks very much and have a happy new year. Merry Christmas and all the rest of it. Yeah, Merry Christmas, lads. Merry Christmas, everyone. But Owen, before we do some quizzing, I lost last week, didn't I? After going double or quits, I went big. Oh, yeah, you did. And uh, it blew up in your face as you had to watch Mob Handed. Do you yes. want to tell people listening what Mob Handed is for those who may be unaware? Mob Handed is a film that um, Paul Field discovered <laughs> and wished upon us, <laughs> um, inflicted upon us, sent Owen a DVD of in the post. I couldn't get away from it. It literally yeah. posted a brand it's, new DVD straight from it was Amazon. like It was like It Follows, wasn't it? But rather than sort of a ghost <laughs> kind of demon that follows you around and is transferred by, by sex, it's just this DVD that Paul would not leave us alone with. It, it's, it's I, sort of like reminding me of a Portlandia sketch with somebody who's like sending this art house DVD to somebody who's not interested in it, it just keeps turning up and turning up and turning up until they're strapped down and forced <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> Well, woe betide anybody who wins a DVD competition from us in the future. Because there's an extra DVD that's going to make its way into that that package. And so, because Paul went for all this effort, last week before the podcast and before I lost the quiz, I watched the first three minutes and decided, no. (laughs) Just, Just no. This is not even so bad, it's good. It's so bad, I want to gouge my eyes out. Which was it at the point that the guy who was masturbating to child pornography was dragged into the back of a van and shot? Was it that Pretty, point that you stopped? Yeah, I, I'd have said that was the point where I gave up on wait, it. Wait, wait, wait! Did did anybody ask for a gritty reboot of Only God Forgives? Like oh, <laughs> shitty <laughs> reboot of God, maybe Only God Forgives, not gritty. I mean, no, gritty Jesus and Christ. shitty. So the stars of this film are Dirty Den from EastEnders, not the actual character, the guy who played him, whose name I'll never be able to tell you. And, and Daniela Westbrook, who was also in EastEnders. It, it's like it's been shot on somebody's phone. The editing makes no sense. There's, there's, there's stock footage of London. Just, just put in, You know, like how you get aerial shots in films of like... So with the, the Sweeney film with uh, Plan B and... Oh and, God, uh, no! Oh, but no, oh, but you know, oh. no, 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 the film... I'm not comparing the film to this, but you know in that film where you get like a... In between scenes, you get like a sweeping shot of London which is like, could just be stock footage, which is just like a sweeping shot of London, aerial shot. Like, you get these in this film. It, it doesn't make... I don't, I don't even know if the film's set in London. I don't know where it's <laughs> supposed to be set either. I'm guessing from their accents it's London and some of the footage. But, I mean, they seem to drive into London and then are in the middle of the countryside. At one make... point, they're using an iPod, uh, iPad upside down. And it's just like, nobody says anything. Surely that's like basic, you know, for the director to go, hang on. Let's do that again. The iPad is completely the wrong way around. But I mean, the cast in it, the one thing that you neglected to mention there, Steve, um, the cast are actual like British mobsters and gangsters. Well, Dave Courtney <laughs> is like front and centre of the poster. Uh, it features the voice of Charles Bronson <laughs> from prison. <laughs> And it sounds like a recorded prison phone call, which I thought was illegal. I didn't think you were allowed to do that, but I guess that's probably the least of the crimes that some of these people have committed. I mean, no uh, one's going to watch the... this. No one's going to watch this film. So how's it going to get found out about? Because if I'm saying as well, it sounds like they had to download child pornography purely for that one sequence. So I think they're in bigger shit than oh, that. Oh right yeah, that's the old um, 
the thick of it guy's excuse, isn't it? Essentially, the premise of the film is kill all nonces. Yeah, that's it. Um, that is basically... The, I mean, it's called Mob Handed because it's the film that teaches us that not killing a paedophile when you have the chance to is a terrible mistake. The point I feel like it's a life lesson we could all take to heart, though, wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's the... the Bloody description of it, the synopsis on the back of the DVD, a violent and brutal story of a beautiful journalist who will stop at nothing to get revenge for her daughter's murder. Um, How many times is the word slags mentioned in the movie? There's one guy, one guy in this, who's, I don't think his dialogue was written. It was just like, let's just wind him up and let him go. He can, I don't know whether that was Armourer Lou Lewis, as he was, uh, as someone was credited on that film. But, um, I was I was waiting for a semi semi ironic get out of my pub. <laughs> well, there was a bit, wasn't there, where she confronts this this vigilante guy and says, "Do you, do you not think that these people need help?" So you think, okay, maybe they're trying to acknowledge that there's like something more to the problem. Uh, you know, that it's it's they're not just these sicko freaks that need to be stamped out of society like literally with their doc martins but instead it's like it just descends into this 90 second foul-mouthed tirade by this guy it's fucking help fucking you fucking can't it's got kids that need the fucking help of these fucking nuts perverts fat cunts cunts fuck fucking slags it just descends into this horrid um rant and the whole film is like that Good luck it's attempting like, to edit that that swear stream you just did, Owen. I mean, the, 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 thing, the thing is, we, me and Owen have made each other watch some terrible films as part of this. Um, oh yeah, this 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 little mm-hmm. venture that we've been on in the quiz, and this is the worst. Why does it, why do you always why is it whenever I'm on the week before is always the time you two seem to find the bottom for barrel for your <laughs> films? It, it, just, it just seems to happen. Here. No, we've yeah. definitely found it now. Okay, I think the lesson we can the lesson we can all take from here is that Steve should not gamble ever. It will <laughs> end badly. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm, when it when it comes to betting money on 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 football, my gambling goes quite well actually. Okay, but betting on the quiz, <laughs> yeah, when when, when films are on the line, that that's something you just need to say no to, Steve. I, yeah, it's no longer fun, so just stop, as the adverts say. And we, ha- and me and Owen, have tried before making each other watch good films, and it just doesn't work. No, it's no not. It's not as. It's not as fun. No, <laughs> for but, everyone. Um, the problem with this, of course, this week was that I watched it as well when I didn't need to. I just <laughs> wanted to <laughs> see <laughs> what the, the what question, it was actually the, like. The, the biggest question I've got is, how did Paul oh, find out? Paul in his geezer movies. I mean. And there's, I don't hey, know. Hey, hey, maybe, I don't, maybe it's him and James Paul. Mullinger just keep winding each other up with these films. I think, and we we've took the brunt of this. And, and, and have me and Owen now got a certain window to make somebody else watch the film by before we die? Is some gangster going to come out, come and kill us because they think me and Owen are nonces if we don't make someone watch this in the <laughs> next forty eight hours? Going, fuck, 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 cunt, yeah. cunt, asshole, twat. I believe the, the the rule is it's whoever's on the podcast with us next. So, Callum, would you like to uh, receive a copy of Mob Handed, perchance? Uh, for free? I'm, I'm, I mean, you don't, have, hey, you it, don't it, have to pay for it. Yeah, look, 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 look. I, okay, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, up, I'm up for watching basically anything. So, mm. yeah. Plus, again, I saw Grimsby this year, so this can't get worse until it got worse twice. But the point yeah. is... <laughs> The point is, you'll try anything. Mm. So maybe you'll try this film yeah. where hey, an MP yeah. 
whilst talking to a vigilante killer called the executioner says we're in a country flooded with paedophiles and it's my job as an MP to pay for new identities for these people at the taxpayer's expense that's the kind of <laughs> film you're looking at for oh, oh that, that's not real that's not real oh yes that, it is that's not that's, that's, what, that's, what, from that's one of those fake movies you make up for the quiz is what that is that's not that's not real but it but is it's like it. this weird, you... weird mix of politics with a, a lowercase p going on. And that, you know, it seems to say, like I said, that it goes, pedophiles are sick. You know, it constantly brings up this thing. Like there's a, a Jeremy Kyle style montage piece in there where there's an actual registered sex offender. Where he's just trying to get this, this job, this mob group to, to see a bit of compassion and stop branding him as a paedophile and burning his house down and stuff. So it's going like, look, the, these are still human beings, but then it seems to think that the way to treat them is to lock them in an R-Edge Ford Mondeo and drive over it with tanks. I mean, it's just like... <laughs> where, yeah, where do they get the tanks? <laughs> I don't know where... The budget for this film, like, none of it went on production. <laughs> it's like, it's awful. And the choice of, like, music in it is... I don't know what happened. It must be, like, the uh, producer's, uh, I don't know, relative or friend? Stop, 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 stop talking now. You've you've both sold me. I don't don't need any more now. Save some surprise for the actual film, please. Good. Okay, okay. Oh, 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 good times. Oh, there was just one more bit that I really liked. With, which was in regard to the, the music, which, by the way, they don't know what keyframing is. The music's either on or off. There's no, like, fading in or out of tracks. But it just sort of goes, like, the, the bit with um, uh, Leslie Grantham. She's in the uh, back of a Rolls-Royce. The on its way to, presumably, London. And she's staring out of the window. And the lyrics of the song that are played over it as she's staring out the window are, you're staring at the landscape. And it's just like really dragged out and long. I mean, they seem to have written the song to match. Well, it could be that they've written the song to match exactly what's being shown on Wait, screen. Are you trying or, to tell me this is basically a stealth musical? Uh, it could be. It could be. It's got worse music than Sharknado 4. I would actually be very interested in a musical where Fort Boyard just beats in nonsense heads while singing a Broadway star musical number. <laughs> that would be something. Anyways, quiz. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so... Um, even though I guess there's no reason to have the quiz anymore since you've already bottomed out and clearly cannot go any further. Yeah, it's going to take some going, com- isn't it? I think we've completed films. <laughs> we've done it. So just, sh- just shut the whole medium down now. It's it's done. I mean, we've, we've now watched the worst film ever made. If we can now watch the best film ever made, and we might already have done it, I don't know. If we can yeah, watch the best Passions, film, obviously. Yeah, if we watch the best film ever made, then me and Owen can just lock this on the head right now because we can't do any. We've done the whole spectrum of films. Just end fail critics. Mm. Yeah, the next one that comes up, and you're going to make me watch like 2001: A Space Odyssey, and we go done. End. Yeah, we finished. Finished. Um, yeah, Owen. So, what have you watched this week? Well, Steve, I'm glad you asked because um, it's the film that you will eventually be watching whenever I next win a quiz. I watched Killer Bitch. But if anyone listened to the podcast from a couple of weeks back, um, where we talked about Mob Handed, which is a very low budget crime gangster geezer movie about um, a woman who enlists a lot of criminals to help her take down some paedophiles. Killer Bitch is... I've no idea what it is. 
I know I have no idea what the plot to this film is, but it's made by the same person, Yvette Roland. I mean, I'll get, I've got the DVD right here on my hand. Yes, I have a DVD copy of it, probably the only one in existence. Uh, a beautiful woman has to take part in a deadly game in which she has to kill five people or all her friends and family will be murdered. I mean, that's what it says the plot is, but the plot is not. I, I, there's, there's no way you would work out what the actual plot is without this little synopsis on the back of the DVD. Now, Paul. Yes. You made me watch I've this. I've seen this twice now. You've seen it. <laughs> well, I watched despair. it a while back and I knew you were going to watch it. So I thought, fuck it, I'm going to rewatch it. Solidarity, brother. <laughs> okay. So what, what do you think was your favourite scene? Was it the topless midget? Was it the crippled wipe? <laughs> the topless dwarf tossing was amazing. Literally throwing a topless woman yep. who's about, what, four foot high? No, she wasn't even four foot, mate. She was a proper dwarf. She goes, <laughs> what is it? She, she, she says, he, he, he likes fucking dwarves and I like cocaine, so we came to an agreement. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fair enough. I, I think it might be, you know the guy who shoots all the charity collectors and he has that catchphrase, well, there's no point in use, and he just keeps yeah. shooting people. Alex Reed. When he has sexy time, the noises he makes. Uh, <laughs> is that the MMA fire yes. he used to yep. dress, dress up as a woman and go out with Jordan? Yes. Uh, literally, just like every like every cut to him having sex with Yvette Rowland. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> when he like literally got his hand on top of her head, pushing her down. Going, uh. <laughs> it's so, so funny. So the so the the woman who made the film put herself in these sex scenes with Alex. Reed. Yes. Well, it's inescapable because, because, for any woman in this film to be either naked or in a sex yeah, scene. Yeah, but like she, she made this film and mm-hmm. she put herself in a sex scene with quite a good-looking guy. Because mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, if this was the other way round... Is Some women would consider him good-looking. I mean, I've not seen a picture of him his for years. His nose is wider than his face. It's not. <laughs> I think that's physically impossible. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, this film is is notorious for that for that scene. For some reason, the tabloids yeah. back in '09 got hold of the fact that he was in a film where he's involved in a vile rape scene. Um, it is. It, it is vile. He starts by raping. He doesn't rape her because she. Vet Rowland's on on record as saying it's just rough sex. No, she's going no no squirming, trying to get him off, and he just carries on. He pulls down his clo- his trousers and his pants before she's like even engaged at all and it's just clearly a rape scene that turns into oh yeah but she loves it really <laughs> it's horrible it's really disgusting the whole film is like that it is the, well yeah i mean the whole film is horrendous the problem is he dropped out of shooting the film and that just shut mm. down the thing for like six weeks um and all those scenes with jason mariner i'm gonna yeah. iron you out darling don't make me iron you out they are they are all cut in i think they were all supposed to be um, his scenes, and mm-hmm. I have to say, my favourite scene is. Do you know um, Jason Mariner? He is a um, convicted football hooligan. He's a proper mm-hmm. nasty piece of work, Jason Mariner. And um, in one of the scenes, he irons out uh, the girl who was in a wheelchair, who really is in a wheelchair, who starred in El Dorado. Right. Just... I mean, it's the fact that he irons her out. And then rolls off in a wheelchair afterwards as well. <laughs> <Makes> the wheelchair. 
I mean, if, to add insult to injury, he just nicks the wheelchair and for no reason just decides he's going to push himself along the floor and get out of there. It's like, it's played, and it's it's a violent rape and death scene. The bit where he's, he's getting a blowjob from some woman who, who he then shoots in the head and just finishes himself yep. off. Just, this is not okay. <laughs> this is not okay. And it's like the film is designed purposefully to make people go, that's not okay, that's really not on, that's just, that's horrendous. So that it gets this, like, publicity. Mm. This extra additional publicity. And I think when it came out, was it, like, third in HMV's charts? Because Yeah, it was all over the papers for being, you know, for having Alex Reed in it, for being rapey and violent, having... Um, the tagline was real violence, real gangsters, real hardcore sex. Well, the opening scene is bend over, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's proper porn as well. I mean, it's just like uh, the gratuitous shots of him just spitting on every single part of her yep. body. She's just covered in flop. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, Owen, right? I'm gonna. Yeah. I, maybe this says more about me, but I laughed all the way through. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I couldn't. I couldn't even laugh. I made Brooker watch. He this must have laughed. He well, what we laughed at most, I think, were some of the um, comments uh, from people, the quotes that they used to try and sell it. Vile, depraved, bloody fantastic, and that's from Dave Gorzone, Dave Bora Gorzone, and I think Gorzone are some of the people who actually paid money to produce this as well. So it's a bit unfair, isn't it, to quote them? Then you've got an ultra-violent gangster film from The Sun. That's not a good thing one way or the other. You know, crackling with intensity from the people. Get the fuck, <laughs> is it? Cracking. And then ultra-violent from Daily Star. Which, you know, arguably it is ultra-violent. It's just an absolutely horrendous piece of misogynistic and sexist and just abhorrent shit. It really makes me angry that it courted the controversy and it succeeded and it made these people money because it's it's just a disgusting piece of filth. I loved it. I don't know why. Because <laughs> it's so horrendous. It's just, it is ridiculous exploitation cinema. Alex, we just, we don't do a lot of that in the UK. It has to be said. I mean, if this was American, you'd be going, oh, it's an exploitation film, it's fine. But because it's British and we don't typically go down that road, and not to this degree, it's just horrendously funny. I don't know if I would be saying that it was fine if if it was American. I just don't think it is. I don't think it is. I thought Mob Handed was bad. Do you think this is Um, worse than Mob Handed? Certainly in terms of its ethics. At least in Mob Handed, it's like, you know, they're trying to come up with some sort of justification for... Like, morally, <laughs> like, some reason why it's okay to kill some people. And this is just like, no, I'm just going to, you know, make you kill people. And she, like, has this dilemma where she's like, oh, but I can't kill this guy. I don't think I should kill him. I don't want to kill people. And then she's just running around a corridor shooting some other random people. Killing other people stone dead is fine. But when it comes to this criminal, it's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, and the other thing was fucking um, Dave Courtney. And his wobbly bits. Oh, still, yeah, like, he's sort of dangling his cock. Cock and balls, just dangling away as he ran down some stairs in just a shirt. Courtney Cock? No, Dave Courtney. <laughs> Dave Courtney Cock. Come on. <laughs> yep. That was a He'll iron you out, geezer. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking iron you out. Yeah. 
I just um, hated it. So if you could never recommend a film to me again, Paul. I don't. Re- I just post them to you. You don't get a choice. They just yeah. turn up in your letterbox. No. It's the last time I will give anything like this the light of day. Amen, brother. You know, I won't argue with people over comedy. It's, it's subjective. If you laughed, you laughed. If you didn't, you didn't. It's, it's really, you know, it's, it's as simple as that. It's, it's very hard to recommend it to people as well. You know, if, if that's your sense mm-hmm. of humour, if giant jizzing cocks are your thing, then you're going to love it. If they're not your thing, you probably won't. Fair enough. So, Brooker, did you love it? No, I fucking hated it. I hated it every <laughs> single minute. And I, I'm the same. I, you know... Stupid, immature comedy, I'm all for. And, you know, massive jizzing dicks should be the funniest thing I, I saw on Saturday. And just, no, I just didn't find any of it funny. You know, I, I think I laughed twice through the whole film. And the rest of the time, I just sat there rolling my eyes, wondering what I was doing with my life sitting in this mm. fucking screen, watching that overpaid twat making yet another awful film. I fucking hate Sasha Baron Cohen. I really hated Grimsby. Do you know what? I, I thought wow. I was going to convince you, actually, to, to maybe change your mind, Brooker, because this film has really annoyed all the kinds of people that we hate. Uh, I, I saw... know it has, and just by that, just for that, I should love it. Mm. But I just, I can't get behind it. I just thought the whole... I was, the thing is, I wasn't even angry at the shit comedy. I was just bored. Really? My fav- my the thing that really kind of sold it for me was I saw a review which said privately educated Oxbridge graduate and multimillionaire Sasha Baron Cohen makes that fun of Guardian, poor people. No, I don't know it was a Guardian, but they hated it anyway. But he ain't making fun of poor people. He's making fun of the people who make fun of poor people. All those fucking hideous Channel Four misery porn documentaries. <laughs> He is. They would fucking love to get this guy on screen. They would fucking cream in their pants to get this guy on on telly on Benefit Street. And he's stuck two fingers right up their fucking ass. And I think he's done an absolutely bang on job of ridiculing those shows. Grimsby Tourist Board will be happy, won't they? <laughs> I do not. Do you not? Did you not think that? Do you not that, that vibe? I mean, I hate those misery porn documentaries on Channel mm. Four. I don't think I've ever watched one. You know, Britain's fattest rapist and Britain's <laughs> Britain's biggest scrounging bastard and all this kind of just stuff. The, you know, just just the adverts for those, those things just wind me up. I don't watch them. I think there's no value to wasting my time watching them. You know, Britain's laziest cat fucker is not how I want to spend my Friday night. Have you guys pitched these shows yet? Because these will get on. <laughs> I can guarantee. Tell what gets me right is when they when they do the idents for these shows, it will come up and it will say like. Nissan sponsors documentaries on four. These are not fucking documentaries. You're just no. laughing at poor people. For <laughs> <laughs> fuck's sake! <laughs> so that that for that no, reason I, alone, I was all in. Oh, and you've got very differing <laughs> thoughts. I don't think I'm allowed to say much about this film. We only I watched just, half an hour of it. <laughs> I yeah, watched about forty-five minutes, fifty minutes, and then left the cinema. And it's the first first film that I've ever walked out on. I'd love to tell you exactly why. <laughs> I I think I I did think it was I said atrocious. The word I used was atrocious uh, at the time, and 
I still stand by it. I, I do think it was atrocious. I think the writing was bland. I just thought it, the, it, there was nothing there of interest to me at all. At all. Nothing. I thought that it started off really boring. I thought it, it continued to be boring. And then it got worse than boring. It got to the point I was just frustrated with how little there was to it. And, I'm, and I could see there were references to things. I get there were referencing other nerdy Star Trek-y things. I'm not going to use nerdy in a disparaging way, but, you know, in, in the way that they're trying to put things in there for the Trekkies, for the fans. I couldn't give two shits about it. I couldn't care about any of the characters. I like Carl Urban, and I like his character. Is in, you know, the way he's played Bones in the last two films. I think the best thing about the, the two previous films for me is Carl Urban's Bones. In this, I just, oh my God, how... How less funny and charming can they make any of these characters? They're just absolutely devoid of personality. I just thought it was so, so bland. So bland. And then it got to the, the point where... Um, perhaps the, it's the first big action sequence in the film. The first big action sequence is where... Uh, I'm not going to say when it happens, but the ship gets attacked. Right, it's a space opera. Get over it. They have a spaceship. The spaceship's gonna get attacked. Right, it's meant to be the big, uh, big set piece of the first half of the film. I hated it with a passion, and I don't normally hate action film set pieces like that. Usually, you just get over it. You know, if it's something that you've you've not found that interesting. It doesn't matter. In my, most of these kind of films are throw away. There'll be another one along in two minutes anyway. Who gives a shit? But I just thought it looked absolutely appalling. Like the only film that I... I, I mean, yeah, considering I've sat through Transformers 4 in the cinema um, and watched again quite recently. Uh, I don't know why. Sorry. I, you know, and all the, all the shit that people give some of the Marvel films for the way... I mean, Age of Ultron was appalling with the way that shot its action films but this Star Trek Beyond the only film I've seen in the cinema that had a worse action scene or the consistency in how bad those action scenes were was Taken 3 that's the that's the only one I've seen that I've thought as being comparable in how horrific it was to watch and I mean I'm in a bad mood anyway people can probably pick up on that from the way that I'm speaking I've not had a particularly great couple of weeks. So I was already in a bit of a mood. We were sat fairly near the front. We were in row F. And we were right at the edge. Right over on the far side. And we were kind of cranking our necks to look up at the screen. But I couldn't see shit. It was almost pitch black at times. Right? It was just some of the stuff where... Um, they're on a planet and they go to a cave. Alright, I'm not going to say anymore. It's... Blank. It was like looking at a black piece of paper for most of it. And the, the action scenes were the same. The action scenes were the fucking same. You, the, the, from the outside of the spaceship, bits that are going on in the outside of the spaceship, it's very quick cuts, but it was okay. That was okay. What annoyed me was inside. There's this inside the spaceship when people are being thrown from side to side and there's an effect that's called... Uh, I don't mean to sound so patronising, but there's an effect called hose piping, right? We were taught in um, a journalism course, video journalism. I know it's a completely different style of filmmaking. But something called host piping, which is where you get lots of quick cuts all together. 
Um, so you that are of different stops. So you get something that pans from left to right. It like takes a second, left to right, it pans. The next shot, exactly like straight afterwards, is another quick cut, and it's a zoom in. Say for example, it zooms in from a wide to a, a close up, and then the next shot is from another pan that goes maybe right to left, and then the next shot after that is another zoom in. Uh, it goes from a medium close-up to a close-up. The next shot after that is, you know, a wide shot and it goes from wide to the close-up again where it could zoom out this time and the next shot is another pan that goes the other way and then it's a bit of a diagonal and the shot after that. That's the way the action scenes were. It's called hose piping because it's like having a camera on the end of a hose pipe that's just going all over the place and you can't keep track of it. It doesn't seem to make any sense. It's just horrible to look at and it... You know, it can have the effect of making you feel seasick because you just you can't see anything, you can't concentrate. It's just all over the fucking shop. And usually it's a way of disguising badly badly framed shots or if the action sequences are a little bit iffy or you've got bad choreography. That's what Star Trek Beyond was like to me. I was watching this thinking, I can't see anything. You've got like this really long action sequence i can't see jack fucking shit i just thought it was so bad and so my wife and i we sat there and i was and she looked at me and i looked at her and she said can you see anything i said not really she said do you want to tell the do you want to go around and talk to the staff and say do you think the screen's a bit black or something might be wrong with the focus i was like you know what fuck it should we just go should we just go? I mean, Aldi closes in half an hour. We can go and go and get something from Aldi before it shuts, rather than sit through the rest of this film. And she was just like, well, yeah, why not? So we did. We just upped and left and thought, I don't regret leaving. I'll probably give it another go if I see it on Netflix or on TV. Um, I'm in absolutely no rush to, to give it another chance, though. I really disliked it a lot. And I appreciate I'm in the minority. I seem to be in the minority for a lot of my opinions this week, but I appreciate that lots of other people liked it a lot and that the idea that it's quite progressive with some of the way that it treats some of the characters. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've read that uh, the female characters in particular aren't really that particularly well-written again. Um but, you know, some some of the other aspects to it have been quite progressive, apparently. Um, but I just thought it was it was a horrendous film. Really disliked it immensely. I've sat through worse films in the cinema, don't get me wrong. Triple Nine this year I hated more so than I did Star Trek Beyond. But of the recent films that I've watched, immensely displeasurable. Right. Just couldn't get on with it at all. Okay, that's two polarising opinions um, <laughs> on Star Trek Beyond there. It's not a book itself. It, it, was a, it was a book within a book. It was, it was a book that was you know, existed in the Harry Potter world and Newt Scaramanga, who Eddie <laughs> main plays, was just a, was somebody in that. Scaramanga. <laughs> Newt, Scar- Newt Scaramanga, the man with the golden gun. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Yeah. Um, he should be Something called like Newt that, Scaramanga. Yeah, basically... He's he, got three yeah. nipples, so that's <laughs> the only link. <laughs> <laughs> Fan, uh, Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them is, is a book which they study at Hogwarts, Harry Potter and all those guys. Um by Newt Scamander, which is his name, um, which is who Eddie Redmayne <laughs> plays. Um, I think that's and, what I said. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> close. You knew there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it hasn't actually. I I didn't know actually until my girlfriend told me that it has. It's not actually a book that J.K. Rowling has written. Although it's, it's surely only a matter of time because that is a cash cow waiting to happen. The actual book. Um, so well, yeah, the there's book. Gonna be, there's going to be five films, isn't there now? Uh, probably more than likely. Wouldn't surprise no, no, me. It, no, no, there is going to be five films in this okay. Fantastic Beast series. Lovely, great stuff. Um, so you've got, <laughs> you've got, yeah, that that's the setup really. That Fantastic Beast was in the Harry Potter films, but it was re- it was a reference book. So this, the idea of this is that it's basically the real life adventures of Newt. Sca- I'm going to say Scaramanga every time. Newt Scaramanga. I'm going to try something new this week. I'm going to review a film without having seen it. And Brooker, who has seen it, is going to tell me how accurate I am in my review. <laughs> it's going to be good. To be fair, so I, I write all my reviews like that. So, <laughs> so I'm going to try and review Angry Birds or the Angry Birds movie, not Angry Birds the movie, the Angry Birds movie, which I don't believe is really important. I think it's just being a bit semantic there. Um, yeah. It stars. Okay, you 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 know you're not going to be able to actually get away with this. I'm going to start claiming. Uh, you know, I need to see ticket stubs from now on because if this goes well with Steve, I don't want this trend catching on. Oh, no. <laughs> wagging the finger. You're fucking this up for uh, me, Steve. As these these animated films always do, it's got a stellar cast. You've got Jason Sudeikis, uh, Josh Gad, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, Peter Dinklage. Sean Penn's in this. And I'm I'm baffled. Jesus. He was a kind of late addition, wasn't he, Sean Penn? Uh, He gets his chest out and everything. It's it's just it just (laughs) all it just makes me think of. Is that scene from The Simpsons where Krusty says, uh, let's just say it moved me, to a bigger house! (laughs) (laughs) And I said the loud part quiet and the quiet part. That's that's all it could be. Because, I mean, Sean Penn, even though he's meant to be a bit of a dickhead, he's meant to be like quite a serious actor. And then he goes and does like a a take and knock off. And then he goes and does this. And you just think, well, you know, come on. He slags off these kind of actors as well quite often. Yeah. People who do this sort of thing. Um, I can't remember what who it was or what the film was, but he was having a go at people for just taking on shitty projects because it pays a bit of money when actually they're supposed to be actors. Mm. And then there proper, he is. Proper thefts. up in Angry Birds. Proper yeah. thefts. Um, I, we, I spoke about this with Owen last week, I think. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or before we recorded I just didn't understand, like, I didn't think Angry Birds was still big enough. I know probably it was when it had, when it was commissioned, because um, it was kind of like the first big mobile game, wasn't it, Angry Birds? Maybe mm. Candy Crush, but, you know, the first big mobile phone game was Angry Birds. Mm-hmm. Other, well, maybe Snake and Snake 2, possibly, That's showing my age. But yeah, so I, <laughs> I thought kind of it's all died down a bit now. It's all Candy Crush or like Clash of Clans and the one that Schwarzenegger's advertising now, all that kind of thing. So I didn't really think there'd be much pull for it. I don't know what the, the box office takings are like, if it's done well at the box office or not. Four um, pounds. Four pounds. That's about it. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's that much. Pretty dismal. Um, so yeah, if you don't know the story... 
basically there's some birds, they're a bit angry, their eggs get nicked <laughs> by some pigs, and they try and get their eggs back from the pigs. Um, how you know, how do you make a plot around it? They didn't really. It was just that. And the birds have different characters. One of them, uh, like the main one, Red, played by Jason Sudeikis, I wouldn't even say he's an angry bird. He's like just a bit miserable. Like he's a bit fed up with everything. He's a bit like me. He's not angry. <laughs> like he's mm. just a bit jaded. There's that word again. One of the many personality types of, mm. of Steve Norman. Basically, there's a personality type for me in every angry bird. Um, what's the what's the um, the female one? Uh, Have you, what's that one? Have you got that? The, you've got the sexy going on. I've, I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it so far back that it's so so much at the back that you can't find it again. <laughs> it's lost there with all your your roll porn magazines right at the back. <laughs> It's just gone book. hard and yeah. stiff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be thrown out by your mum without telling you. Mm. It, it, it never comes up in conversation again. Much like this film shouldn't, because it's just, <laughs> it's just, just crap. That's that 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 gets down to the point of it. I've not seen it, and I know it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've we've covered loads there. So. Thanks for all the uh, the listener suggestions, folks. Keep those coming on Twitter when we next do a triple bill. Always very interesting to hear. So before we round things up, we're going to leave you with a recommendation on what to watch this coming week. So I'll start things off since it's topical. Can, so sorry, can I? Can I? Are we, do, are we? Are we doing Inferno? No, we're not. No. Okay. Fine. Cool. Sorry, right. sorry, Matt. I'm gonna leave that in though. <laughs> we... nice, uh, nice one, Tony. I, I saw it. it I saw it. <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I just quickly review it very, very quickly? <laughs> if you like, Su- super quickly. You can, yeah, put this in the stinger, Owen. It's fine. Okay. Right? An inferno review sh- stinger this week. Mm. Okay. It's shit. <laughs> Great. <That's> it. shit. <laughs> shit inferno. Nice one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, were you surprised right. that it was shit or? Um, no, nope. uh, no, actually, do you know what? Do you know what? It's the best one of the three, but it's still shit. So does, make yeah. of that what you will. That one definitely goes in the, this, this bad film trilogy thing. Definitely. So we're going to, we're going to leave out the news this week because there isn't really a lot going on. Unless you like me, were fooled by the BBC website and Leslie Nielsen being <laughs> dead again. That was br- That was my favourite email all week. It was just you telling me that that's news sorted. I was like, what? What is? What's sorted? Oh, Leslie Nielsen's dead again. I forgot. I mean, I don't think it's too unreasonable for me to forget that he died six yeah. years ago. It's not. You know, it's not a not a thing that I keep track of, but. Yeah, I was I was just reading the BBC News app on my phone, and it came up. Look, and the most read section was the the uh, it's obituary basically. Mm. So I thought, oh shit, he's died. That's that's three in three weeks, and then Owen just took the mick out of me. Yeah, it's a good job we're not all counting on you. Along with the rest of Twitter. That's another. Oh uh, yeah, there's an airplane <laughs> reference. Mm. Do you know I lived in Sweden for quite a while, and um, 
I did did you? You lived yeah. in Sweden? Yeah, in God's in God Borg. Because I was chasing Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking distance to go. Yeah, well, you know, mate, so, you know, hey, you go where, where, go where the best is, surely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, One week Steve's away and it's descended to this again. <laughs> um, and they do, they are very fond of swearing in English with, with no kind of realisation or, or understanding. There's no contact at all. Just they, like they've got they, Tourette's. Kind of, not really. They don't really understand the, the history and the, and the language and stuff, and they just they think it's funny. <laughs> it's like somebody gave you a Swedish swear word; it would sound funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, I see. Yeah, uh, fear fun is is Swedish for effectively fuck off. But there you go. Is that Rest... the extent of your Swedish that you learnt whilst you were out there? Um, need... um, they they all roll around trying to get into girls' knickers, basically all the words and phrases that I can remember. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure "fuck off" works for doing that. <laughs> yeah. That was for the geezer who's trying to muscle in on the bird when I'm in the club. You see, you've got to have your armoury fully, fully stocked. <laughs> we were talking about this before. I could have so easily got the first sort of names that came into my mind when I was thinking of this. Uh, you know, I thought about Bruce Lee, John Wayne. Too easy, too iconic. You know, they'd never better what they did pre- previously and then I was thinking well F- Philip Seymour Hoffman but you know what would he do that he hasn't done that, that I could pitch to him um, that would get people excited I, I, oh, I have got a, a slightly amusing anecdote about this again as I always do with these things I ask my wife for any suggestions um, and she said oh, um, wasn't an actor but what about Harry Ramsden he got the fish and chip shop <laughs> So no, uh, Harry Hosen, <laughs> Ray Harry Hosen. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. So it's a great suggestion, just the wrong name. <laughs> that's a, that's amazing. I know what Harry Hosen chips. Uh. <laughs> Which is fun. Yeah. So um, I would, but of course he's also not an actor. But um. So do you, do you remember when Leonard Nimoy died? We did a resurrection triple bill on film characters who died and then came back to life in honour of Spock. Because, as we all know, he sacrificed himself in Wrath of Khan only to be resurrected in search for Spock. This time, for Halloween, we're doing it a little bit differently. So instead of finding fictional characters who died uh, within a narrative, we're going all uh, necromancer, as I said at the start of the podcast, and we're resurrecting dead actors. That's real life people who have actually died it's a bit macabre but you know it's halloween so what the fuck um (laughs) rather than like allowing them a second chance at life you know getting them to see loved ones and live in peace we're putting them straight back onto the hollywood (laughs) treadmill and sticking them in films that we've come up with uh ideas for so steve would you like to kick us off with this with what your first choice was yeah okay um what i did with this was all the actors that I'm resurrecting are playing characters that have played previously. Oh, okay. So I'm not going for for new characters, mm-hmm. uh, new films. I, well, new films I am. I'm, I'm extending franchises. And the first one, I'm going to be a bit tenuous and I'm going to have to kill off a couple of other people as well <laughs> to bring them back to life. Okay. So what I'm going with is John Candy. Mm-hmm. 
I've also got to kill off Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern <laughs> and bring them back to life yeah. because what we're having is a new Home Alone for a grown-up generation. So Macaulay Culkin is the is the main protagonist, mm-hmm. I suppose, and it's going to be zombies trying to get into his house. Nice. And he has to, <laughs> has to fend them off. So John Candy will be a zombie along with Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, and he has to fend them off to keep himself safe while his family have left him. He's a grown adult. I don't know why that's an mm-hmm. issue, but I'll find a reason. <laughs> Something to do with him being mentally unstable due to being <laughs> left by his family all the time. Yeah, laugh um, a minute. <laughs> I, I will be honest, the first thing that popped into my head when you were talking about John Candy in a Home Alone film is you could probably make a Home Alone film without John Candy. He's only a very minor character. Yeah, but none of, but none of them are dead. <laughs> so that's, that's why I needed him. I'd forgotten he was even that's, in Home Alone. He, he's in it for like five minutes in the airport, isn't he? But but that's why I needed him, because he's, he's dead and the rest aren't. Yep, St- fair enough. Steve, Win- <laughs> Steve wins the most tenuous connection award <laughs> episode. But you'd all see it, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. We would. And that's the, um, that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of a way of doing a, a kind of Weekend at Bernie style thing with a dead actor. <laughs> but of course, that defeat the object of the whole thing because I wouldn't be resurrecting anyone Um, so doing Weekend at Bernie's with Bob Hoskins would just be completely pointless because he wouldn't be resurrected just dug up yeah that's not what that's not what I was asked for so yeah then I had so I had to do some more thinking um, while drugged up on Lemsip and I took a bit of a cop out I'm bringing back Robin Williams, um, but we've probably all seen that trailer on YouTube as, of Mrs. Doubtfire recut as a horror film. So honestly, <laughs> as it's Halloween, Mrs. Doubtfire redone as a horror, where she's just some kind of weird. He's like some weird cross-dressing home invader who's trying to abduct, trying to abduct some kids. But I like the weekend at Bernie's idea better. Yeah, I love I the idea of resurrecting him to just make him play a dead man. <laughs> It just seems cruel. <laughs> well, you know. Steve's a sadistic man. <laughs> I mean, these people, are we killing them off again as soon as they've made the film, or are they going to live on for a bit? Ooh, I'm thinking just the duration of filming. Yeah. And then back in the grave with you. Yeah, it would be a bit out of order to just do Weekend at Bernie's with them, wouldn't it? Yeah. When uh, do we get the all-female Rambo reboot? I don't know, I'm still waiting for the Expender Bells, which is what Stallone was apparently working on. I was going to make a really, really bad joke then. Yeah, we, 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 we can the... all see where that one's going. Yeah, we don't need to continue that, Steve. <laughs> Come on, someone, someone say it. No, no, nobody say it. With the, with the female Rambo reboot, someone say, someone say the obvious title. I just don't need to say it. Somebody does. <laughs> Go on, say it. No, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, oh, fuck off then. And again, the relationship between Francis and Sophie is very real. Like, it feels real. It feels. Uh, it reminds me a lot of friendships that I've seen um, other people have at university. Um, in a way that, again... What... Oh, that was the saddest sentence I think I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> seen other... So I've seen other people have... Yeah, I know, I know. That's my life in a nutshell there. 
So it kind of looks at what happened to his campaign, um, how his reputation was affected by basically sending dick pics to people. And it's weird because you watch it, we've it's all done really. It. We've all done it. <laughs> well, you, you say we've all done it. <laughs> Come on. If, if, neither, if, if neither of you two have done that, then you, if you're telling us that now, you're liars. <laughs> I can hand on heart. I just say I've never sent a dick pic. Liar. Tony? Uh, yeah, uh, d- d- no. <laughs> liar. Absolute liar. Oh, dear, both, Steve. Both of you. We voted Steve as a sex pest. Yeah, sexual deviants. So, yeah, both of you liars. Why would you even? Do, I don't know why you would send someone a picture of your knob. What's the fascination? <laughs> what? No, literally asking the question now. Why would you? Let's let's pin this down. Big talk. Why would you send someone a picture of your dick? Give the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> nothing. Nothing to be ashamed of. Is this people who've asked for it? Have you sent it to strangers? I'm not saying it unsolicited, no. Okay, so it was solicited. It was requested. It was requested. That's slightly different then. Yeah. That's fine. It was in in demand. Yeah. At the time. Um, Anyway, so you're telling people to watch that? Um, I'm telling people to watch Wiener, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Wiener is his name, by the way. That's not just like a thing. He was called Wiener, and he was caught sending dick pics to people. Yeah, not your, not your Wiener, Steve. Right? I know you're sending it to everyone, but this isn't your Wiener. He was caught sending Steve Norman's dick pics to people. <laughs> Solicited, well, I mean, but yeah. <laughs> because um, Owen doesn't let us review pornography on this his podcast, Brooker is making the most of him not being here, and I believe is reviewing two things: Red Shoot Diaries and a Manuel in Space. Excellent. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch Emmanuel in space. That is my review. Space suit takes away all the fun. Mm. Anyways. It's no competitive tickling. It's no competitive tickling. You know. You know, it's stupid fucking space helmet things just get in the way. Just end up squishing your dick up against the glass. What's the point? Aren't they all space helmets when you're in space? I'm more concerned that Brooker had listened to a podcast review the film about competitive tickling. We then talk about competitive tickling, and I told him to watch it. He's like, oh, that film about competitive tickling. How many do you think there are? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that. It was. This was about six months oh, ago, okay. and it was, on a, it was on a video game podcast as well. Okay. So we kind of went by him, and I went, okay, that sounds like I should watch it and maybe talk about it on the podcast. But the problem was I couldn't remember what it was called and I just couldn't be fucking bothered <laughs> to go back and find remember the name out. of the tickling documentary. Well, I was only... It, to be fair, at the time, on, I was probably, you know... You. I was probably picking up dog shit or something at the same time. I really wasn't paying that much attention. And then, wow. <laughs> anyway. I was at work as well. You know, I wasn't walking the dog. I was just randomly picking up shit. But yeah... I remember thinking I really want to. I really want to watch that, and it wasn't until you you said the thing about the the bit where it turns really dark. And I was like, ah, yeah. This is a one star review from Andrew Brooker. Not as good as the other tickling documentary. <laughs> well, the other tickling documentary was Emmanuel in Space. Well, it's a special kind of tickling. <laughs> it's the naked kind that you do in caravans in Wales. Here's another question that you should both get the answer to. 
Um, Independence Day. How did they kill the aliens or stop them? Was it a computer virus, a flu virus, or a plague? Computer virus. Uh, yeah. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Didn't even need That's literally the, that one. the gimme question, isn't it? Just to make you feel better <laughs> because you're a spat. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, question. Question number six. I'm going to offend so many people. I, I had to edit out question. one where you called someone a re That was borderline. <laughs> He's probably making the cut as well. To be I I haven't heard the word you slice since 1998. Brilliant. I love it. It's a great word. It's not. Well, it's not a great word, but you know, you know what I mean. What it says in the article is that uh, it's going to be costing $3 million for the script, uh, $45 million to shoot, which means that about half of the money will be invested in talent fees and to buy out their back ends. So that means we're going to get all Will Smith coming to Netflix. Yeah. Bad Wild Boys 2. Wild Wild West. I mean, I'm... I mean, I'll, I'll give you my point from the quiz. If you can sing... The first verse of Wild Wild West. I just don't. I don't know it. I think you're lying. I think you know it. <laughs> <laughs> can I look up the Can I look the lyrics up to see and then do it? If If you want, I want the point because I don't want to watch whatever it is you're going to make me watch. I just want to easing Wild Wild West. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Wild Wild West. Oh, then let me just find the, the mute button. No, you don't want to mute this. This is going out live. This is such a bad mistake. It's like karaoke, uh, but you don't know who's watching. Wild, wild west lyrics. Will Smith lyrics. Here we go. Jesus, that's a long verse. Um, no, it's, it's first verse or nothing. <laughs> How much of it have I got to do? All of it? The whole first verse, if you want the point. Are you going to do the beat behind it? You can, you can boombox this me. Is a, this, is, this is a cappella. <laughs> Oh, God. Wiki, wiki, wild, wild, west, Jim West, none of this good in this, brother running this, buffalo soldier. Look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress, forget with that dress when she meets Jim West. <laughs> Ruff, neck, so go, check down. No, and abide, watch your step, flex, and get a hole in your side. Swallow your pride. <laughs> get your li- react. <laughs> You don't want to see my hand where my hip be at. <laughs> With all this from the start, this running the game, Jim West, James West, Jamie <laughs> the West, so remember the name. Who are you going to call? There you go. Ghostbusters? <laughs> Not the GBs, is the name. Oh. So. All right. Well, that's Thank it, you. I'll first... take that point. Claimed. You can have that point. Well, it's well deserved. Thank you very much. Do I get a round of applause? You get a point for the quiz. I don't quite know about a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> Can we just knock it on the uh, end now? I just want to apologise to everyone for my terrible rapping skills. I couldn't have come across as more white and middle class then. So such, I'm, such, I'm sorry. The rapping a Will Smith song. To be fair, Will Smith couldn't come off more white or middle class than he raps anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's <is> true. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
I just oh, want good. to apologize to any of my actual workmates that might be watching this because I told them to. I am very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the joke's on them because now I get the point. So you've got if to you... get another point next week, Steve. Right. To keep your level. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll open the gauntlet to you. The end of this podcast. Mm-hmm. You sing all of the Men in Black theme tune. <laughs> You can make me watch another film. You can win the quiz. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it all. Nobody wants to hear that. They just heard me do... It's, is there a duet there... in uh, Men in Black, by the way? No. There isn't. If, Nobody if, if, if they don't want to hear it, they can turn off. It depends how much you want to win the next, this round of the quiz and make me watch something bad. Oh, all right. I will think about just, it, just, but I don't think it's going to Just remember, though, you're trying to be a serious journalist now. Oh, yeah. I should have thought about this, that. This is going out on my way. YouTube channel. This is going out on Fail Critics, so it's okay. I can uh, stay anonymous <laughs> as much as I can. On I, can always, I can always link to this in the comments section of your YouTube channel. <laughs> Cheers, Steve. Killing right. my career before it's begun. But if you see Man in Black, I won't. Before we start what we've been watching... We have some fan mail that I <laughs> to talk about. Fan mail. Yeah, we had a, a, we occasionally get comments on different reviews and written articles on the website. Usually they are single mums and dads who comment on Callum's reviews of kids' films going, why have you reviewed this kids' film like it's an adult film? And my kids love it, you're an idiot, that kind of thing. But we had a comment on something I wrote for a change, which reads as the following... Owen, you're such a clueless bellend, exclamation mark. Bellend Not, is a great insult. It is, it's really good. Particularly, like, just as all one word, bellend. Not understanding Solaris and putting it on number five and shit movies like the worst Bruce Lee flick, Deliverance, and the overrated Godfather at number one. I don't think he understands the language of subtlety, this person. No. Aguirre, yes, I can agree with, but that mafia flick shouldn't go anywhere near Herzog or Tarkovsky. Lol, failed critics, maybe. Successful cretins, no doubt. The successful so, cretins. Uh, we're having a name change, I think. Yeah. And, 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 what, was the, and what was the guy's name? Oh, I don't know. Hukicza? It looks like it's Polish or Eastern yeah. European. It's my pen name. <laughs> Coming over here, ruining yeah. our blogs. Yeah. Yeah. Slagging off Godfather and saying I shouldn't be putting. Yeah, that wasn't even like the the problem. The problem was that we did a um, a decade in film series of articles where we pick like our five favorite films from each year of the past few decades. And this was one I wrote for 1972, and I put Solaris at fifth, and I put ahead of it a Bruce Lee film. I put Deliverance and Godfather, and they took exception to that. They how dare I put. Solaris at fifth. There's only the fifth best film of the year. And they said that they should come back and tell me some other films that are better than it then. What and have I over? They haven't yet. No, not as yet. I think they no. just wanted a bone. Mm. But, you know. Yeah, the overrated Godfather at number one. What kind yeah. of cretin am I? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've, you've asked him to, to come back with some, some films that, you know, better than what you suggested. So you've made him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't, though. No, he's, he's, he's completely like, ignored you. Yeah. <laughs> he could refuse it, apparently. What is yeah. the sort of Oxfordshire village equivalent of a horse's head in his bed? That's a horse's head, I think. 
a rural Oxford like, village. <laughs> just a postcard of a horse. A lot, please please, please don't be nasty to me on yeah. the internet. Love Owen. An, author, an author's head in his larder. <laughs> what about a successful bell end? Or a clueless cretin. Mm. I mean, I'd, I'd never call you successful anything, Owen. Yeah, I was quite pleased with that. Um, you know how, like, on movie review posters? Uh, yeah. Or posters, they have the little movie reviews and they just take the one single word. I'm just going to put that now. I'm going to create a fail critics poster to put around and just put hook his cat or whatever his name is and just successful is the quote. <laughs> just If I just create a fake iTunes account and just register, register a review and just put successful and five stars. How about that? Not that I'm at all offended. Yeah, you understand. You seem to have taken it really well. <laughs> I thought instead I would review They Live, the 1988 John Carpenter film, because I also watched that this week. It stars Roddy Piper and it stars Keith David, who is, of course, in The Nice Guys. Um, just as a sort of general gauge of what your guys' opinions of it, have you guys seen it and do you all like They Live? Yes and yes. No mm-hmm. and no. No, no, okay. Well, I don't know why it's no and no because I... surely it should be no and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And uh, uh, no, I, I think. Sorry, sorry, I'm still hung up on these fucking anagrams. <laughs> Shouldn't have distracted everyone with you, puzzle. You ruined the entire podcast by turning it into take a break puzzle hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I like arrow words more than anything. Is that right? I'm not. Join, join in next week. Join in next week, everybody. When Owen will present us all crossword puzzles. I'm not. I'm not very good at crosswords, but I'm quite good at arrow words, which makes no sense because essentially the same bloody thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not bad at word searches. Any further than that, I hate word searches because they're just fucking pointless. <laughs> <laughs> Are they any less or more pointless than like arrow words or? Crosswords or what? There's no, no skill in a word search. Well, it takes some kind of, uh, you know, patience, attention to detail, and you know. No, okay, never mind then. We have a tie break. So the tie break is basically the first one to guess the date, as in the year. I'm not bothered about the month or the day, but the year. Fastest finger first. The year that Christopher Reeve died. Two thousand five. No. 2006. No. 2003. No. 1999. No. 2000. No. 2001. No. 2007. No. 2004. Yes. That may be the most ridiculous fucking tiebreak ever. That's a fast for tiebreak. I like to, uh, I've maintained my proud record of either getting everything right as I did in the train spotting quiz or every single Everything's question fine. wrong. What we can yeah, do. I've so confident what, what as we... well, Paul, and then still being so wrong on each one. What, what we can do is is wait till the end of the podcast for Owen to think of a better tiebreaker. I thought that was quite good. That it was shit. Tent... Oh, it's come on. Shout out numbers. Yeah, <laughs> and you missed, and you missed a trick because you could have picked as one of the dead, the dead or alive celebrities, people, actors, the guy who plays Flash Gordon, 
So then the person who got it could have gone, Gordon's alive! <laughs> yeah, maybe. This is why you, you should probably go back to... Your him. own punchlines. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Owen, did Steve write that tiebreaker? No. No, that was all me. Wow. It was so bad. I was, you know, it's, it's harder doing a quiz than what it looks like, isn't it, Owen? Well, that was okay. I don't know what you lot are complaining about. And I've, and I've never, your voice I've, is going way up there, buddy. Yeah. And I'll bring it back there. And, and I've never forgotten the tiebreaker before. <laughs> I did it once, and you have never let me forget that. Well, it is quite an important factor of a quiz. <laughs> Fucking shambolic. Yeah. And I think that's mm. that's the key, really. Um, yeah, because Michael Sheen, like, he basically just puts on someone's skin and then yeah, acts. He does. He, does, he gives yeah. the performance. Whereas Eddie Redmayne was just like, um, uh, how, how, how does Stephen? Haw- I'll do what Stephen Hawking does. I said, mm, be, fucking be, hell. be very careful just, with this one. <laughs> we're not going there again. We're not reigniting. <laughs> we're not bringing back Brooker's favoured word from last week. The word of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of words, I, I I will say I think the way you said gravitas earlier, Owen, had a lot of gravitas. Oh, you, thank you very you much. Re- <laughs> you really pulled that. What you went gravitas. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, you, I think that's just the you know you could say anything and give it the inflection. You know you could sort of you know sexual deviance. And then that seems like a sexual deviant saying it. <laughs> you can do it with anything. Are you basically saying you're, you're a sexual deviant? Is that what you're confessing on this podcast? No. With gravitas. <laughs> I, I think you've proved your point there. <laughs> with, with the word gravitas. Mm-hmm. Back to book up, Paul. You've got Diane Keaton. She's alive, isn't she? Please tell well, me that's for you to tell me. I can't answer that yet. <laughs> Is she not... Oh God! I don't know, mate. I think she might be dead. <laughs> no, I don't know. We're talking, you know, the the bird from the Godfather. Also, yeah, also from the Godfather. Yeah, no, she's still alive. Are you going for alive? Yeah, she's in. She's in the new fucking Pixar thing. Yeah, yeah, she's alive. Yep, well done. Don't rely on me, Brooker. I'm rubbish. I've got them all wrong so far, apart from one of Steve's. <laughs> it seems your tactic should be whatever Paul says. She was in the fucking Christmas with the Coopers as well, wasn't she, like, like, three months ago? Quite recently, yeah. <laughs> around around Christmas. Around Christmas. Yeah. Three months ago. <laughs> Fuck <Yeah>. off. <laughs> Steve. Yeah. You've got Bing Rames, a.k.a. Marcellus Wallace oh, in Pulp Fiction. He's dead. Oh, he's alive. How do you think, not know he's alive? I was in real danger of, of sounding racist. I was thinking of the other one. The one from Green Mile. <laughs> it's all right. My girlfriend's black and can get away with this. <laughs> in this season of like the controversy around the Oscars and like the lack of but, diversity, and Steve says the other one, well, black one. What, what you need to do to get me out of this is just as the picture that you put up for this podcast, just me and my girlfriend, because she's black, and I'll get away with it. It's fine. That was very Basil faulty. I think I mentioned it once, but I've got away with it. Mm. We will move on. That's not to put down the the woman behind the story joy. of joy. Um, yeah. But wasn't but the, the story wasn't it quite fictionalized as well? It was just loosely based. Oh yeah, on... very. So very so, what's the point of making it if you're going to take this woman's story and change it so much? You've admitted that it's a boring story. So just find an interesting one. It is. It is the Don't greatest of true stories this year. The, the yeah. uh, 
the bit at the beginning of the film says inspired by a true story. This one, isn't it like inspired by the story, the true story of inspirational women all over the world? Mm. Or, can't, or find one of them. You've got the whole, you've admitted yes. you had the whole world to pick from. Pick one of the other ones. Preferably <laughs> one that looks like a bag lady. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. We were already onto you the BAFTAs. You were trying to avoid that one as well, wouldn't you? Don't get me started on these people. The bag ladies that have forced Twitter. But as, as, precious, as, precious, as, as precious as all the people were who were tweeting Stephen Fry to have a kick off about it, he's been just as fucking precious to quit Twitter. And he's done it before. Oh, yeah. To be fair, I had February in the sweepstake for which month he quit Twitter this year. Oh, he'll be back on it, won't he, within a couple of months. Yeah. Old, uh, old Rebel Wilson took some shit as well last night, didn't she? Did she? Yes. Oh, I, yeah. What, what was it she said? I'm Something... practicing my trans face. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> God, it's got a to fucking unit, that girl. It's got, it's got to a stage where you can't even have a fucking laugh anymore, can you? Cause no, you're you can't. Well, I can. I'd do it anyway. I was a bit racist earlier, and there you go. So I think you got away with it, Steve. I think no one noticed, mate. Nobody knows, and we won't mention it. Guy, for fuck's sake! (laughs) They're going. Please don't keep mentioning. I keep having to edit it all out. Oh my god! The Uh, consistency issues in this episode. I think it it was the other one. The other what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Uh, My favourite actor of all time, Mr. Sidney Poitier. (laughs) So (laughs) played Marcellus Wallace. Do you know we are like lacking diversity ourselves, right? This is just like five white. Yeah, but if you didn't mention, oh, no, whoa, 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 hit. Brooke is a ginger. Yeah, I'm <laughs> straight. I'm, 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 I'm diverse I'm, as you need to get. I'm the, I'm, I'm the worst of the minorities. I'm possibly one eighth Jippo. <laughs> how, how can and you? you're from the West Coast. Oh my god! Yeah. You live in a trailer, don't you? No. Oh, oh, and you told me you lived in a trailer. He does. Do you there want you a go, caravan go. park? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't live there. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> and then he moved. He just attached it to his car one day and drove off. Yeah. To his horse and cart. Have I got a car, a horse and cart? Come on, get your story <laughs> straight. You're telling me my dad left. It's one of those. It's a fear. It's a Fiesta, but it's had the roof taken <laughs> off it, and there's no engine in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. That's right, that's right, I'm sad and blue, cause I can't do the boogaloo. I'm lost, I'm lost, can't do my thing, that's why I sing, gimme, gimme that thing. Anyway, 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 anyway. I've done a quiz of hardcore parodies of mainstream films. <laughs> now it's pretty much a given that Steve's going to win this because I know he's seen mm, probably most. Of it. <laughs> what you're going to do yeah. is I, I'm going to give I'm going to give you three films. Two of them are real DVDs that you can buy. One of them is something I've made up or looked up on the internet because it sounded funny. You ready? Mm-hmm. Inspect her gadget, <laughs> the Da Vinci yeah. Load, or Schindler's Fist. Oh, you kind of think the last one is so ridiculous it probably exists but by the same token could be a double bluff oh dear i'm gonna go for da vinci load i'd also like to have gone for the bit Wait, hang on are we doing the one that's fake or the one that's real no the one that's fake two of them oh. are right. 
Yeah, Shinder's fist is fake. Yeah, Shinder's fist is the fake. Hang one. on, hang on. He locked his arm. <laughs> I will lock his arm. <laughs> I will allow him to change due to the confusion. So three okay. titles. One of them is fake. You've got to spot the fake. Well, I'm I'm going. Um, I'm also going to go for Schindler's Fist if I'm allowed to, because as much as the the title is clever, you cannot do a Holocaust-related porn parody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll move on to the next one. Gash of the Titans. <laughs> so I'm going to lose it in a minute. Titty titty gang bang. Night of <laughs> That's the Gibbons. That's got to be real. <laughs> Night of the f- right. See, I reckon. It's got to be Gash of the Titans, purely because I think the UK is probably the only place where Gash is used for vagina, <laughs> and I don't think. British born. And I and, and I don't th- and I think that obviously it's gonna it's gonna be like some costumes and sets involved in this. So it's probably gonna be a, a decent sized budget for that kind of film. Um, yeah, but I think, think of that's... Titans. How many puns could you get away with as Titans in a porn parody? Mm. But I, I just, I just think it's that one for for the for the reason that Gash is not used as a slang for vag anywhere else in the world. Um, I think it's titty titty gangbang. I think that sounds more like something Paul would make up. To be honest, <laughs> it's just got Paul written all over it. Right, the next one, Lawrence of Arabia. Like <laughs> 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 Jurassic Pork. <laughs> Or, oh God, I'm not going to lose it. Hoary Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls. <laughs> and you've made up two of those. No, uh, no, I've only made up one of them. So Lawrence of Alabia, Jurassic Pork, Hoary Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls. I think it's Harry Potter because I'm sure it's Sorcerer's Bone. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely seen that. Steve has definitely got that somewhere on DVD. Um... I will say Jurassic Pork. Okay. Okay, the next one. We've got the Texas Dildo Masquerade, Gaze of Thunder, or Womb Raider. Womb Raider. Gaze of Thunder. I mean... Days of Thunder. Yeah, I kind of... that That's got to be a fake. Thanks for clarifying that, Paul, what, what film that was based on. Well, you know... Yeah, cheers. <laughs> okay. Th- these might be my favourites, actually. Muffy the Vampire Layer, <laughs> the Human Sexypede, or Two Fists, Two Furious. <laughs> yeah, two, two, two Fists, Two Furious is fake. You wouldn't laugh that hard at something you'd made up. That's got to be real. Um, oh, man. Or is that a double? No, I'll go for that as well. Okay. Two Fists, Two Furious, just because it's probably... It probably is made up. Last one. Raiders of the Lost Arse, Reservoir Dogging, Honey, I Blew Everybody. I, uh, it's got to be Reservoir Dogging. I don't, yeah. think dog, I don't think dogging's a thing anywhere else in England or Britain. Like <laughs> like Gash, I think it's... it's it's uh, You know, it wouldn't translate well to the foreign market if it... Well, I, no, it's Reservoir Dogging. It's what, was the, what was the first one? Raiders of the Lost Arse. Yeah, that's real. That's <laughs> fake. How, how is arse spelt? A R S E. Yeah, think. that's the fake one. That's okay. the fake one. Okay, Owen. Okay, let's get you some uh, some answers. And I have got 
some synopsis of some of the <laughs> titles. Okay. Have you got a tiebreaker so, <laughs> that we needed? I do, because there are six questions, so there could be a tiebreaker. Inspect Her Gadget is, in fact, uh, a real film. Uh, it's a DVD, which is available on uh, a label called Tranny Factory. And <laughs> all the description says is, surprise, I have a XX Extra hard tool baby. Um, the Da Vinci wow. Load, of course, is a real title, but you both get a point because Sh- uh, Schindler's Fist is, in fact, fake. Yeah, Steve's logic on that one was saying, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, not even porn goes to the Holocaust. point for so. Owen and a point for Steve. Okay. Night of the Giving Head, that is a real title. Steve's logic, again, was correct. Um, titty Titty Gangbang uh, is real, Owen, I'm afraid. Is it? Uh, yeah, and the, the, uh, the DVD says, Tits Bouncing Arse Pounding Wham Bam Big Boob Gangbang. Um, Gash of the Titans, though, is completely made up, so that is a point for Steve. Who thought that Logic would be getting points in in this quiz? (laughs) Yep. So, Steve, your Logic, I think, has failed you in this one because... um, Oh, no, Steve, no, you're right. Sorry, I've got here. No, 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 hang on. You went for (laughs) Hori Potter and the Sorcerer's Ball, Steve. Yeah. Yeah? And you thought it was Hori Potter and the Sorcerer's Bone? Bone. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls is, in fact, a real film. And it's one of the most anticipated movies of the year, according to the synopsis, where um, the first ever 3D gay porn feature film that was shot in Budapest, Stockholm, London, New York and Fire Island, where Luke Markham plays Harry Potter, a young hero who must find the Sorcerer's Balls before they get into the hands of Voldemortcock. <laughs> Oh, I do love porn puns. Unfortunately, Owen, Jurassic Pork is also a real film. Oh. And the, the duffer there was Lawrence of Arabia. So n- that's no points for Steve and no points for Owen. It's too high, bro. I know. Too high, bro. Well, yeah. I did think that Steve would probably win this one. But let, let's move <laughs> on to the next one. So, Steve, Womb Raider, you can buy that on Amazon, mate. That's definitely <laughs> a real film. Even I've heard of that one. Yeah. The Texas Dildo Masquerade is also a, a real film. The description here says a sexual parody of famous campy horror movies, which is great. But then it goes on to say, loaded with bizarre sex stuff, anal sex and cum baths. Like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that's, but, that's a lot of cum. It is. But to Owen, fi- you to fill a, a bath, if you think, if you think, <laughs> if you think of the socks of Think of your standard bar. <laughs> right. Think of the standard think of the standard amount that comes out when you cheers. Yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> how how much? How many times are you gonna have to do it to fill up a bar? Like we're talking a, a month, I reckon. If you're doing it once a day not even once a day it's gonna be more than a month, isn't it? One it person must be one person Yeah, I'm hmm. I think oh. there might be one chap involved in that. I could do, you know. No, but if there uh, was, if you're doing it once a day, yeah. one person, how long would it take to fill up a bar? That should be next week's quiz. <laughs> it should be. Oh, uh, just, just on um, on Womb Raider, well, on the yeah. uh, on the description, it says this unrated uh, DVD from 2003 stars Antoine Abbott, Lauren Hayes, Annie Body, 
and more actresses and actors. <laughs> it's like wow. the weirdest Just description more. I've ever heard. Just more. Just more actresses and actors. Okay, mm. next one. God. Right, so we've got the average amount of semen expelled by a healthy man in one ejaculation is about a teaspoon, three to five cubic centimetres. So now we just need to find a capacity of a bath. The average is bath. An average bath in what we're looking at, cubic centimetres. I don't yep. think they come in that size, do they? You should, have really, you should have really got the jizz in millimetres, millilitres. Uh, I just googled how much cum does a man produce? <laughs> The average amount of semen is three point three to five cubic centimeters. What's what's that in milliliters? That's quite a lot, isn't it? Blimey! That's not a shot glass, is it? One point five milliliters. Oh, there you go. And a bath is. Oh, but Owen, if you get her to pop a finger up, you get an extra teaspoonful. Oh right. This is on the. This is on the. It's unassisted because, assuming for the film, assuming for the film, it has to be ready when the, when the characters roll. So this is this is no assistance. This is this is just stage management at the moment. So you've got uh, three to five cubic centimeters. It's about one point five milliliters. Could be six milliliters produced. Uh, the average bath is eighty liters. Eighty liters. So you're looking at. Hundred to two two hundred thousand, uh, what would it rounds of jizz, tots of jizz, squizzes. Yeah, I reckon. 200, I, wanks. I reckon. I'm or, not even... or a decent weekend round at Steve's. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not even thirty yet, so I reckon I could do four a day most of the week. I don't know how long it takes me to fill up that bath. Though. Have well, you, you got, got a like evaporation and you know? Oh, I can't use my imagination anymore. Porn's ruined my imagination. It's an evaporation, not in that imagination. Oh, I see. You've got broadband oh, imagine, now. If that, if that evaporated, imagine what your your air in your bathroom would be like. And I, I'm the wrong one. Just this. Anyway. Anyway. Wiki Shuffle. You thought, you thought you did random stuff on your podcast. Jesus. Yeah. 200,000 wanks. That's this episode's title, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yep. the next one you guys were yeah you, you got me on this one because muffy the vampire layer and the human sexy peed are of course real dvds two fists too furious sadly not so you both get a point it's poised because you can't be a draw because you've both gone for different answers here honey i blew everybody is indeed a, a real title uh tiffany who apparently is a, a wild and naughty minx um, who's boy crazy? Uh, she loves them all. The bigger, the better. All say all sizes and shapes, long ones, short ones, and Steve, even fat ones. She's out of control well, and falls to her knees at the drop of a hat or a zipper gulp. So yeah, there was that... another title, uh-huh. and Catherine advised me not to put it in the quiz, and it was <laughs> "Honey, I fucked the kids." Yeah, that's probably not one you want to Google, to be no. honest. <laughs> Just putting it out there. It was on a list on the internet of all these parody titles. I saw it and thought, that what? <laughs> anyway. That's poor marketing from whoever came up with that. Yeah. No one wants that SEO. Raiders of the Lost Arse. That's a real film, Owen. It's a oh. film. 
So Reservoir Dogging, Steve, you nailed it. Of course, they haven't got a clue what dogging is in the States and it's not a real title. Steve, you won the quiz. Of course I did. Yeah, well done. No, <laughs> no diggity. Do you want to hear the tiebreaker? No. Yeah, yeah, go on then. What percentage of websites on the internet are pornographic? Um, I don't think it's actually going to be as high as what people... Th- I th- mm. 20%? I, I think that's quite high. I think it's in fact only going to be about 5%. Okay, so we'll say 20% for Owen, 5% for Steve. I think I think it's probably high. I'm sure I've read before it's 1 in 9. I don't know why that fact came into my head, 1 in 9. But I'll go with 5%. I'll go with 5%. You are closest, but your 1 in 9 was near. It's actually 12%. So, Steve, you're uh, closest by 1. So, I'm sure I read 1 in 9 somewhere. Yeah, but 12% ain't far off 1 in 9, is it? Yeah, yeah. Not as much as what you think, is it? Hmm. I, I honestly it's still quite it a lot. I just want to, you know. Yeah, that's a, a huge amount. Have you got the actual figures for how many websites that is? No, I, I, I was looking on a site that's on all these weird facts and figures and trivia, and some of them are really funny, but I didn't want to get too bogged down in that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, you just wanted to spend more time working out how many times you'd have to wait to fill up a bathtub. Yeah, and how many had, sitting there trying to think up names of porn movies that hadn't already been made. And the <laughs> amount of times I type stuff into Google, and you go, oh, they've made that already. Have you deleted your search history yet? Are you not familiar with private browsing? <laughs> what was your... <laughs> Incognito browsing. There was that advert when that came out, wasn't there? And it was like this bloke, it's just like this, some, not quite middle name, this, this bloke, and he'd like, in the advert, it was about him buying presents for his missus on an incognito browsing so she couldn't see what he'd been trying to fire. And when she came back in, and he just sort of said something like a really cheeky boy, oh, hello, darling. I think, yeah, that's really getting it, not shopping. That's getting it, he's been doing something else. This is trying to sell this to blokes. Yeah. I think whoever loses this round of quiz should watch one of the titles that we've discussed tonight. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. It, you, it, this it, is it, not the first time that you or Matt or someone has tried to get us to review porn films on Bow Critics. It's not happening, Paul. I'd quite like to hear Steve's, like Steve's views on Jurassic Pork. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, surely, a man, surely Emmanuel has to be legitimate for a review. James has reviewed Emmanuel on here before. Did he? Yeah. Bastard. We did. Uh, George Lazenby was in one, I think. Oh, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was ages ago, wasn't it? It was back in 2012 when Skyfall was coming out. We did a Bond special. If anyone wants to go and check it out, <laughs> yes, James's review of uh, erotic drama. I don't know what you'd call it. Tipflick. Yeah, it's no honey, I blew everybody. No, no. There's a lot of Emmanuel films, isn't there? There's a Carry On one, Carry On Emmanuel. Mm. Is there? Yeah. Is that part, is that part of the Emmanuel canon, though? <laughs> Not sure. Um, should we do the quiz? Let's do the quiz. Yeah, there's nothing at stake this week, though, other than, what, Pride? Pride. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm. Right, <laughs> I may have misled you slightly in my email about this being on a 1929 thesis uh, on uh, intellectual... What the hell was it? I can't remember. But anyway... It's, <laughs> it's not about the gay Eugenstein? That's not. No. I'm offended now. I thought that's, I've got all my notes prepared. I've been reading up on him all day. Yeah. <sighs> no, it's about rude movie reviews on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's better. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some information and the review, and then I'm going to give you three choices. One of them is obviously the film that's actually being reviewed. Two of them are fake. All I need you to do is pick the film that, that this review re- relates to. Got it? All right. Okay. Okay, so Jack Crow, one star. Wow. I was seriously disturbed by this film. Whoever wrote this must have been a deeply deranged individual with a really sick mind because some of the scenes in this movie are just downright despicable and gross. Is Jack talking about Transformers, (laughs) Aladdin or Gremlins? Wow. See, I would, I'm inclined to say Gremlins because that's the one that you could think, well, maybe someone will think that's kind yeah. of sick and twisted. Okay. Yeah, mm. I'm, going, I'm going Gremlins, I think. I think I'm going to join you on it because it is it's the one that you think, it's, yeah, someone could take way too seriously if they chose to. Okay. No one's going to describe Transformers as sick and twisted, are they? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know, Michael Bay, maybe. <laughs> Let's yeah. go on to the next one. <laughs> it's a one-star review by someone called Bob Marley. And he says, hate it. There's something about people breaking out into song and dance for every, and there's a classic spelling here, of insignificant with two O's. Insignifogant <laughs> uh, thing that really bugs me. Um, so which film does he hate for people bursting out into song? Is it one, The Wizard of Oz, two, Grease, or three, High School Musical? I heartily agree with the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that could be any of Wizard of Oz, I think, because the others probably have more people dislike them and than the Wizard of Oz would. So I'll go with Wizard of Oz on that. I reckon people bursting randomly into song, <clears throat> you know, that's probably High School Musical. Just thinking about the everyday shit that's happening to them. Okay. Yeah, fair comment. Log Jamming, 90, is this guy's name, and he's given this film four stars. Uh, it's, uh, the title is OK, But Hot Chicks. I didn't think this was that great, but the brunette has an awesome rack in this film. Really got me hard. I'm lonely, so whatever works, I love. (laughs) Oh, dear. As a little addendum here, two people found that review useful. (laughs) 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 Uh, Is he talking about Vampire Academy, Twilight or Transformers? Well, Transformers has a certain amount of uh, sexualisation of Megan Fox in it, right? So, Transformers on that one. Um, needless to say, I haven't seen any of them. Mind you, I don't <laughs> think I've seen hardly any of the films that have been mentioned in any of the questions. <laughs> but, uh, uh, um, I'll go with Vampire Academy then. Right, the next one. Christy Kitchens gave this one star, and the title is Not the Kind of Movie I Enjoy. Not the kind <laughs> of movie I enjoy. I should stick to movies with horses in them. <laughs> Is she talking about Magic Mike, Fifty Shades of Grey, or Spectre? <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, gotta be. <laughs> um, Magic Mike, I guess. What 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 films are there with horses in other than War Horse and Black Beauty? I mean, what kind of film? What niche is that? It's films with horses in Owen. Maybe she's a fan of Mr. Hands. I don't know. Don't Google that. Okay. No, definitely don't Google that. Um, the next one is uh, Ice Rose 87 uh, and a one-star review entitled Don't Bother. 
I stopped watching this as soon as I saw what little clothes the girl was wearing. They couldn't have come up with a skimpier outfit. Disgusting. The swearing is really annoying, makes the characters look like uneducated jerks. This movie has no class. Is he talking about Avatar, Sucker Punch or Kick-Ass? Well, you know, Sucker Punch has no class at all, so Sucker Punch, I guess. Again, once again, um, I haven't seen any of them. Uh, but uh, from what bits I've seen of that, I'll say um, Avatar on that. Okay. Uh, Antoine has given this film a one-star review, and the headline is Hard to Fap To. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. This is a horrific film. I had a difficult time masturbating to it. It was that bad. Don't waste your time. Was he watching Irreversible, Spring Breakers, or The Danish Girl? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's got to be The Danish Girl, isn't it? <laughs> it's got to be. It's the Danish Just a, Girl. Someone taking the piss. Yeah, The yeah. Danish Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Last one. This is a three-star review from BHB, who says, I ate out my ex while she was watching this movie. Were they watching Frozen, Brokeback Mountain, or Marley and Me? I think that sounds a bit like someone trying to assert how manly they are for watching Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, I was going to think the same, yeah. Mm, So I'm a bit overcompensating, I think. Exactly, so... so, Yeah, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agree with that, yeah. Okie dokie. Right. God, I hope it's not a tie-break. Every time we do this, <laughs> a tie-break, isn't it? Have right. you got a tie-break prepared? I do. Very simple one. Okay. okay. The guy who was seriously disturbed, whoever wrote this must have been deeply deranged, da-da-da-da-da. Transformers, Aladdin and Gremlins. You both went for Gremlins. It was, in yeah. fact, Aladdin. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> no points each. Um, something about people breaking out into song and dance for every mm-hmm. insignificant oh, thing that yeah, really yeah. bugs me. It wasn't High School Musical, Owen. Oh. It wasn't Grease. It was, in fact, The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Wow. So, Liam, point for you, mate. Yep. The film with the girl with the uh, with the decent rack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't Transformers, Owen. Oh, my God. Nor was it Twilight. It was, in fact, the schoolgirl vampire film, Vampire Academy. Yes. So that's hell. point for you, Liam. Yeah, but I'm an Arsenal fan too, Neil. We're going to lose this. <laughs> the Christy Kitchens, who seems to enjoy films that only contain horses, mm-hmm. she was watching Magic Mike. Point for Owen. Oh, back in the game. Yes. Don't bother. I stopped watching this as soon as I saw the girl take her clothes off. Blah, 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 blah. So, Liam, you thought it was Avatar? Yeah. Owen, you thought it was Sucker Punch? Mm-hmm. It was Avatar. Oh, who was the girl who took her clothes off, Sigourney Weaver? Or are they talking about the big blue alien? The, the, the blue one, yeah. I've not seen it, so I've no idea. Oh. This is a horrific film. I had a difficult time masturbating to it. It was that bad. It wasn't the Danish girl. It was, in fact, <laughs> Spring Breakers. So oh. you, you came up with the idea of the Danish girl. <laughs> yes. Do you know what? And I thought you'd go for it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, when I went to see Spring Breakers, there was only there was me and Kathy went, and there was one guy in the cinema in a dirty old Mac who oh. looked, he was there masturbating. Oh. And Just really big fan of James Franco, probably. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I ate out my ex while she was watching this. It wasn't Brokeback Mountain. Oh. It was Frozen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Liam, a comfortable, comfortable 3-1 victory in the quiz. Good Lord. 
<laughs> yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you the tie break because it's really quick anyway just as a um, the most popular Amazon movie review on, on Twitter is actually the review reads there were no wolves in it do you know which film that's from? Dances with wolves well no because that has a wolf in it there were no wolves in it most uh, popular review it's, it's the wolf of Wall Street but how, uh, how many times has that been retweeted? Is this from the Amazon review? Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. One point two million. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Liam. Yeah. Uh, one point eight. It was, it was twenty three thousand. I mean, no, no <laughs> been retweeted one point two million times. Yeah. Cool. That's your quiz, guys. Very yeah. good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah it was, it was crap, in it, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, do the quiz then, while you're hosting. I am. I've got a selection of shit movie synopsis i'm going to read out the synopsis you have to tell me the name of the film you can take it in turns and uh brooker you can go first and if you don't get it right i will pass it over to the other person to nick the point you ready yeah Yeah, okay boy meets girl sweet little do they know they hated each other enough to have fucking brain surgery what Glad you went first, Brooker. <laughs> what the holy fucking... Oh, I think I know what it is. I'm glad you've got a clue, because I ain't. All right, do you want to no. pass it over? Yeah, go on, I ain't got no, a clue. Is it Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? It is indeed. Yeah. And I in point to you. Right, you. Owen, your question. A bloke kills people from the future. One day he receives an old bastard who is him. Then things get fucking complicated. Oh, fuck. Looper. Yes, well done. Yeah. Loved Looper. It was a great film. Brooke, are you ready? A posh twat with a bouffant works in a shop. Some fit yank pops in, and even though she has a boyfriend, he still has a proper sniff around. <laughs> <laughs> have you written these? I haven't written yourself? these. I've got them off a, off a fantastic Twitter account, which we, I should give a plug to, called... I can't remember, but it's, it's like shit movie synopsis, I think. That's what it's called. So people should look at your Twitter feed and uh, no yeah. doubt be retweets of them, yeah? Yep. I ain't got a fucking clue. Notting Hill. Yes. Well done. <laughs> Fair enough. I know what kind of level we're fucking working at now. Yep. Ready, Owen? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Mental people are all lumped on one island and a detective, a detective is there doing police shit. Turns out he's a fucking mental too. Shutter Island. Yes, they are mm. quite easy, I have to say, most of them. They are if you've watched the films, Still. but, you know, Looper and Shutter Island, I yeah. guess. Yeah, anyway. I, Island, I don't think I would have got that one. A gingerbread on, tells her husband that she's nearly cheated on him. He gets a mask and fucks off to sex parties. Eyes wide shut. Yes, well done, Brooker. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. Owen. How many of these are there? There's quite a few, but don't worry. A bloke is bored with his wife and has a right old nonce up over his daughter's mate. A Tesco carrier bag floats about at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. American... Oh, fuck. What's it called? American Beauty? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Brain fart, then. Brooker. Yeah. A fella has all sorts of shit going on with the IRA. Turns out that's the least of his worries, as his girlfriend's got a cock. (laughs) Crying game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's genius. Oh dear, Owen. Mhm. 
Two booze-loving actors go on holiday, and it rains constantly. Things get worse when an old fat bloke tries to bum one of them. That's with nail and ice. It's indeed, Owen. Mm. <laughs> Brooker, I think yeah. you're going to get this one. The bloke who played Stephen Hawkins dresses in women's clothes and likes it so much he decides to get his todger cut off. <laughs> and the Danish girl. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my life. The things I do for this podcast. <laughs> A fella gets divorced, can't see his kids. So what does the bastard do? He dresses up like a fat fucking address and talks Scottish. Uh, Mrs. Deckfire. Yep. Yeah. You'll get this one, Brooker. A man goes to a town and the police tell him to fuck off. He fights and runs to hide in the trees. He'll only talk to a fella in a beret. <laughs> That's got to be first blood. <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> fella in a beret. <laughs> a fella works in a club. This is for you, Owen. Mm-hmm. A bird on skates notices he has a cock like a baby's arm holding an apple. He wanks off men for cash. That would be Boogie Nights. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the last one. You ready, Brooker? Yeah, go on. Hey. Not a barrel of laughs, I'd imagine. This bloke loses his job, but is delighted when he sues him and wins. He's dead now. What? Oh, I know what that is, I think. The, what, uh, not a fucking clue. <laughs> go on then, I'll steal it. Should I steal it? It's Dallas Buyers Club? No, it's Philadelphia. Oh, cheers. Right. <laughs> yeah, I never would have got that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Owen won that. Oh, yes. Brooke, uh, yes, Owen, you, you won by a couple of points. Well done, fella. Hey, thank you. That's quite good. <laughs> I'm off to find that Twitter account now. Well, it's it's an old favourite of mine, and we've gone back to the Amazon reviews. <laughs> I'm going to read out the review. You're going to guess which film it is. You're going to take it in turns. Two of them are absolute stinkers that you're not going to get. But they're they're done, so you're going to get a stinker each. Brooker. Yes, mate. You ready? No. This is a (laughs) one-star review um, entitled One Star. Boy who takes pictures goes to college and grows a moustache. There. I just saved you three hours. What? Not a fucking clue. American Steve. Beauty. Nope, Steve, do you want to steal it for a bonus point? Boyhood. Yes. There you are. Okay. Steve. Yeah. This review is entitled, uh, it's, it's a one star, entitled Graphic, and it's I did not like the treatment of people. <laughs> um, Boyhood. <laughs> um, Schindler's List. No, nope. Brooker, do you want to guess? <laughs> no, not a clue. It was 12 Years a Slave. This so is I was a... in the right because I was going. I was going for like um, Holocaust. I was going for like something where people were treated bad. I was just wrong. Wrong bit of history. This is a, a, another one-star review by Andrew, uh, entitled "The Phantom Menace Was Better," and this this is um, a question for Brooker. This movie was the worst by far. There was only one lightsaber fight, and they didn't even do any spins and stuff. Please tell me that was for episode seven. Nope. God damn it. That would have been awesome. Only one lightsaber fight. I reckon then that is a new hope. It is indeed a new hope. Point for Steve. No spins. Right. My next guess was going to be Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. (laughs) Steve, this is again another one star review entitled There was absolutely no magic in this movie at all. (laughs) 
Harry, Harry Potter. No. Brooker? Uh, James Hunter, Bob Strike Back. No, it was Magic Mike. I was, I, was giving the, I was giving the reviewer too much credit and thinking he was quite clever and witty. All right, Brooker, this is your question, and this is your stinker. You mean the rest of them have been easy ones? Yep. Uh, this is a one-star review from Mr. D. Kingler, um, entitled, Did Not Buy, Not Interested. Not Interested. This was recommended to me while reading the Amazon.com website. I do not want to watch gangster movies and DVDs. I don't have a video player anymore anyway because of the filth today and adult programming upsetting my wife and daughters. Sick of Amazon.com recommending products I do not want. Advertising is out of control online. I am 75 years old and can actually remember when we did not put up with this nonsense. This is why I voted alongside so many British people for Brexit to take our country back. I'm sick of it. Do not buy. And four people, four people found that useful. Fuck off. I'm going to give you a clue here because it ain't a gangster film. Okay. Is it actually a video? It's, it's new. Okay. And it's a documentary. Tickled. No, it's uh, Steve. Do you have a guess? Oh, I don't know. It's the uh, Oasis documentary, Supersonic. <laughs> what the fuck? I have no idea. The, the fuck has that got to do with anything in that review? I have like no at idea. all? Steve. <laughs> yeah. This is another one-star review entitled "Pirates Are Not Fun." Somalian pirates do not look like this, and they tend to steal oil tankers. <laughs> Captain Phillips. <laughs> no. So I can see where your logic took you there, but no. Brooker? Pirates of the Caribbean. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> what is a fucking Somali pirate? <laughs> what the fuck? Brooker? Oh, sweet Jesus. And it's another one-star review, I'm afraid, by Ramona Cluse, called Not a Good Idea for Anyone. I don't know why I bought this. I should have known better. I'm not a particularly religious person, but I feel this opens up your brain to accept evil in your heart. I cooked it in the microwave after I watched it. Antichrist. Nope. Steve? Um, let's go with... Oh, Ouija. No, it was, in fact, The Exorcist. All right, Steve, you ready? It's a one-star review. Two people found it useful. Matt Damon is a retard. Is this going to be Team America? No. It's going to be like a... Uh... <laughs> Like you know, like a, I give these reviews. Too I don't much think it's. I don't think the review is 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 an explanation of his role in the film. I think it's a statement. <laughs> I say, is Matt Damon even in the film they're reviewing? Yes. Okay. Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, Good Boy Hunting. No, it was The Martian. That's like his smartest role ever. I. That's why they're on Amazon reviews as being ridiculous. Brooker, you might get this. Yes. I've just started watching this on Netflix. I'm sorry, but I can't suspend disbelief that he's struggling financially, but uses brands like Tide and Clorox bleach. And he even uses pre-moistened disinfectant wipes. Clorox branded as well, not generic. And in his bathroom, he has Febreze spray. Struggling people do not waste money on that stuff. Daredevil. No. Steve? Dexter. No, that's not actually a Netflix show. It's Luke Cage. This is your stinker. You're going to love this. Hillary Clinton promotes a gender of race mixing, homosexuality, globalism, <laughs> reptile people, new world order, and Jewish supremacism. This is the <laughs> review I have been posting on many products, warning America about the truth. 
like the rest of the biased media, Amazon keeps censoring me. What's the matter? Do you want those 30 shekels of Clinton cash? Hillary Clinton is a murderer. Thousands of celebrity deaths, from Vance Foster to Princess Di, they have been laid at the feet of this witch, Hillary Rodham Clinton. We can't let her win. We can't let her keep extenuating her reign of terror in the White House. Vote Trump. Make America great again. <laughs> Nobody the found hung- that review useful. What film was it from? The Hunger Games I've... Catching Fire. No. I've fucking seen it. I can't remember what it was. I remember since. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Because I remember pissing myself up. Not a fucking Scooby. I can't remember. Bad Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my life. Right, do you want to lose one? I think I've won, haven't I? You have indeed, Steve. You two points to one. This is, by far and away, the worst film I've seen this year. And um, I don't want to spring this on you. You can cut this out if you want. But I've got a little quiz. (laughs) So, Owen and Tony, (laughs) you can go up against Steve who could early doors actually get to see Killer Bitch? Because the quiz is called Bitch or Witch? Oh, my Lord. So, (laughs) which films are these reviews from? They're either from Bitch or Witch. Absolutely awful. One of the ugliest movies you'll ever see. Is that Bitch or Witch? Bitch. Oh, I think that's bitch. It's got to be bitch. Yeah, yeah. We'll say bitch, I think. Nausea-provoking camera work, cacophonous sound design and incoherent editing assault the senses non-stop. The only thing that could make watching this movie more unpleasant is if Usher's tasered viewers at random intervals. Witch. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's got to be be witch. Yeah, I think that's witch. A profanity-provoking session of epic proportions. Which, oh, that's, I think that's killer bitch. What do you think, Tony? Killer witch. I'm gonna go for both. <laughs> Come on, I'll, I'll say killer bitch. I, that provoked many profanities from me. The the acting and filmmaking are too crude to make you care about what happens, even though you know pretty much exactly what that will be. Bitch. Mm, I think witch. I, I have I, no clue I what think, was happening I th- in killer bitch at any point. I, I think witch. Yeah, with that one. <laughs> awful on an epic scale. These are all from like broadsheets or horror magazines, by the way. These are not like off blogs or anything. So Bitch. awful on an epic scale. Bitch. Oh, I, I'll let you choose, Tony. I don't know. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. We're gonna get these all wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm, <laughs> tedious in its early going and all but unwatchable in its final half hour. The movie feels interminable at a barely feature length, eighty nine well, minutes. Uh, I think that's which. Which yeah. Blair Witch. Which there's no, there's no act to kill a bitch. It doesn't have a first, second, and third act. It's just a mess of scenes. All right, last one. Avoid this film at all costs. If you later find that any of your friends or family actually like this movie, then we suggest you disassociate yourself from them and avoid them at all costs, as they will only disappoint you somewhere down the line. <laughs> I hope that's bitch. Oh, yeah, I hope it's a bitch too. <laughs> Steve. Bitch. Right. <laughs> Well, oh, for fuck's sake. The answer is they are actually all reviews of The Blair Witch. No. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that they are all reviews of The Blair Witch from like either um, broadsheets or respected horror magazines like Starburst and stuff. The Guardian's in there. Unfortunately, 
you both you both went for bitch four oh. times <laughs> and it was three all in the end and I've got a tie break <laughs> the point being that they were all yeah. reviews of the Blair Witch guys we're going to start the uh, quiz tonight we're going to dive straight in here with uh, with a round I've called getting to know you um, which mm. basically entails me has been, I've been stalking your Twitter feeds, basically. I'm going to read out a tweet. I've randomised these and I've allocated different people different tweets. So I'm going to ask you to guess who tweeted. Okay? Oh, From- I hope you haven't found out all the MILF porn Twitter accounts <laughs> I'm subscribed to. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. Um, funny enough, Matt, the first question goes to you. Okay. <laughs> who, who, who tweeted this? Three days off work with a minor cold and sore throat sounds good, but in reality, it's a lot of wanking, eating, and gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I take it that's out of one of us. That's out of one of you lot, yep. Oh, my word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Owen or Steve would say, and I don't think Matt's said that, so I'll go for Daryl, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Steve. Oh, Steve. Of course it was Steve. <laughs> Matt Aguilera. Okay, your question. Who tweeted this? And the Oscar for most seen staring at the sky through a load of trees goes to The Revenant. (sighs) Bloody hell. Um, It's not Matt Lamborn. He's not that interesting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're meant to be a team. (laughs) You keep each other motivated. I'm going to say Steve as well because, oh no, no, we've already had a Steve, haven't we? Uh, Well, I'm going to go for Owen. It was Steve. <laughs> oh, God. God, that was... Uh, why did I do that for? Why couldn't you check my first answer? Why couldn't you save me from myself? Oh, my goodness. Sorry, buddy. No, um, that's, that's perfectly fine. I did I did snatch myself away from the jaws of victory, but never mind. Steve. Yeah? This question's for you. You ready? Who tweeted this? Who's taking time off work for this bad boy? Friday to Monday off for me. Time to grind. <laughs> <laughs> Time to grind. <laughs> um, uh, ben? No, it was in fact Matt Lamborn who said that. I was going to say it was definitely Matt Lamborn. I knew that yeah, one. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Time to grind, you pillock. So, so far, Daryl and I have been accused of wanking and grinding. That's pretty much what I've And I in dare which, say I didn't grind order. in the end either. Because it was, it was about Call of Duty and Warfare, and uh, it was shit. Ben, your question. Okay. Who tweeted this? Watching As Above, So Below on Netflix. How come the ancient texts found on the back of the tablets rhyme when translated into English? Hmm. I think I even liked this when he uh, when he tweeted it. Oh, no. Uh, is that <laughs> Owen Hughes? It is Owen Hughes. Yeah. First point, oh, yeah. Well done, Southern Double D. Lovely. First point down. Yeah, we did have a conversation, a full-on conversation about that, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we did, actually. <laughs> the last time I was on Fail Critics. Yeah. Daryl. Hello. Who tweeted this? Devoid of character, plot, charm, wit, story, anything remotely good. Waste of petrol getting to the cinema to see it. Horrendous film. Bloody hell. <laughs> mm. Oh, uh, I don't know. There aren't many people left there, is there? Um, oh, no, there's, there's not I'm a process of back. elimination here. I'm going to double back and I'm going to say Steve. It was, in fact, Owen. Oh, <laughs> I don't even remember what film it was. Uh, oh, I think oh. it was Star Trek. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Star Trek Beyond. Wow. Star Trek The Void, by the sounds of things, really. You walked <laughs> out, didn't you, Owen? Uh, yeah, I didn't even... I left to go to Aldi. 
<laughs> Can I just say so far that every one of these sound like it could have been Andrew Brooker, even though he's not involved. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking the same thing, actually, yeah. <laughs> Owen. Uh-huh. Who, who tweeted this? Got a video coming out tonight from the Silver Weekend Qualifier. A proper dirty finish that was awkward as hell. <laughs> oh my god! There's so many options to pick from. Um, who have we not had yet? Is it don't, Matt Aguilera? Don't, 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 I wouldn't. You're, you're thinking too much into it by trying to work out who we haven't had yet. It doesn't work like that. No, no. But so, I'm still going to go with Matt A. Oh, okay. No, it was <laughs> it was it was Matt Lamborn. Yeah, what? sorry. I didn't even recognise that. that. Yeah, I did. A, if anyone's having a dirty finish, it's Matt Lamborn. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love it. What I say on Twitter. <laughs> right, Matt. Me. Aguilera. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Hi. Who tweeted this? Oh no! Just as I thought, American Horror Story got its shit together. They've shit the bed, screwed the pooch, and jumped the shark again. I'm going to go for complete guess. I'm going to go for Daryl. It is Daryl. Well done. Wow. I'm happy with that one. There, boys. Well done. Mm, Thank you. I feel like I know you all a lot better now. (laughs) Owen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He tweeted this. The December issue of Sight and Sound Mag is an absolute doozy. Issue of the year for sure. If you haven't picked it up yet, I recommend you do. Um, I think that's Ben. It is Ben. Well done. (laughs) Oh. I made a lot of money for that tweet as well. That was good. <laughs> as everyone knows, I love that magazine. Yeah, there's a doozy. <laughs> ben. Yes, sir. Right. Who tweeted this? Abysmally, terribly slow and inconceivably daft service at Pizza Express tonight. Loads <laughs> of seats. No one bothering to sit, people. Hashtag work shy. I'm going to say it's one of the Mets. Um, I'm going to go for Lambert. No, it's Matt Aguilera. Oh, oh you were so close. Damn it. So close. <laughs> a Pizza Express on the old man. What the hell? <laughs> Steve. Yo. Who tweeted this? Wubba lubba dub dub. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know why that's so funny, but somehow it is. I know, I know what it's in reference to. Yeah. But who's enough of a fan to have seen it? I am going to go with... One of the people I don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Ben again. I'm just going to keep nominating Ben till it's right. It was Ben. Right, Matt Lamborn. Yes, sir. Who tweeted this? When all you want to do is sleep, but you've got black box right on time thumping in your brain. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd say, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Owen. It was, in fact, Daryl. Oh. Oh. Okay, the last one for this round. Daryl. Who, who tweeted this? Rocky is 40 years old now, written by a broke guy in three and a half days and sold the idea successfully. Not only that, he took the lead role. Oh. Um, I'm going to go Steve for that one. It was Matt Aguilera. Son of a sure was. That's far too, <laughs> that's far too considered and, and reason to be me. Yeah, so, some of you actually tweet quite fun stuff. Some of you are really fucking boring. I tend to, well, I've, I've stopped tweeting you about grassroots football now because you're not involved anymore, Paul. Oh, it's great, mate. Having Saturdays off, not having to worry, running around on a Wednesday in the freezing cold at training, not having to wash any kit. Okay, well, the scores on the doors after round one, uh, one point for Ben and Daryl, one point for the Mats, and two points for the foul critics. Oh, hey, well done. Gonna get up, gonna get up, gonna get up. Ah!
after I won the quiz last week, <laughs> Owen Hughes's um, fantastic and in-depth review of Spice World movie. <laughs> yeah, way to big that one mm. up on the way in. This is this is pre-Beckham Posh Spice as well. Victoria Adams. Mm. Yeah, yes. Victoria Adams. And Jerry Halliwell, who is credited as Geraldine Halliwell. Geraldine. I don't think she's ever been called Geraldine. She don't look like a Geraldine. She doesn't. She says it looks like a Jerry. The only Geraldine I can think of He's Dawn Vicar Dibbley. Yeah, Vicar <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Mm. A bit different. It is. Okay, so first of all, uh, Spice World is almost 20 years old. That makes me feel old. It's nearly 20 years since the Spice Girls were somewhat relevant. That really does make you feel mm. old. 20 years. 1997 this came out. And it is very 1997 in, in the way it looks in the comedy... Everything about it. There's um, comedy or attempted comedy? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to describe the film, actually. I don't know how to... It's not a musical. It's got musical bits in there, but it's not a musical. It's not a comedy because it's just... Well, I suppose, it, yeah, maybe the closest thing is a comedy in terms of genre. But it's got no story to it. There's no plot. So it's not like a sort of... It's not a sketch situation. Aren't, they, aren't, they, trying, sketch. aren't they trying to get to the gig in it? Essentially, that's it. That's all. That's I remember there being. I remember there being the Spice World bus, Spice Girls yeah, bus, they... and there's a bomb on it at some point. Doesn't it get? A, doesn't <laughs> it get a bit speed esque at some point? Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, it gets very meta towards the end. That's what I was going to say. Is but I don't know if it's it's knowingly meta, but it does seem a bit meta at some yeah, point. Yeah, it was. It was very like attempted at, uh, an attempt at being quite clever. Right. Now, this is a sentence you will never hear in a film uh-huh. podcast again or a film cast before uh, film podcast before this. Spice World the movie is meta. <laughs> that, yeah. is, that is a term that will never be used by anyone <laughs> reviewing films ever. It's, um, when I say meta, <laughs> what I mean is there's a bit of it that tries to be quite clever and it's not really, it's just not. But it, I mean, yeah, so you're right. The, the, the plot, if you, the, you can describe it as such, is boiled down to the Spice Girls being chauffeured around in a big fuck off double decker bus painted like a Union Jack and they're being uh, driven by Meatloaf. Wow, who is of, course, of course they are. Yep, and Richard E. Grant is their stressed out manager as they try to get to a gig or prepare for a gig. They do a sort of tour um, before their big show at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, that's it. That's your story. Mm. Yeah, it's not. It's not really one for the you know Academy Awards screenwriters. Feel. Four, um, four questions mm-hmm. that I've just thought of. 20 years ago, who's your favourite Spice Girl? Yeah. Now, who's your favourite Spice Girl? I don't think I have one, now. I kind of think maybe Jerry, because she's the only one who hasn't really had any success post-Spice uh, Girls. Mel C's done nothing. Yeah, but she was in the charts. Like She did a song with Brian Adams. For a while. Yeah. And that was it. I think she did something else, but she's like... 
She had moderate success post Spice Girls. And then Scary Spice has had a troubling relationship with Eddie Murphy. That's all she's I, done. I, I'm classing that as a moderate success in the circumstances. Oh, yeah. I mean... Uh, anyway, so that, that, that's two of the questions. But isn't yeah. she like a judge on some TV show now? Oh, was it The Voice? Or was possibly, it I don't, I don't yeah. know. Um, if you had to... If, uh, the, out, of the, out of the five spices... Uh-huh. Which is the best actress? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Well, none of them. None of them if, can act. Shit. If you had to cast one of them in a, a role, which and you had to pick one, not picking one is not an option. Which one would you pick? What's the role? Give me a role. Um, Let me think on this. Right, let's, let's think. It's, we're doing a remake. We're doing a remake. What's the film? What are we remaking? And who are we recasting? Um, let's have a think. <laughs> so quick it doesn't thing. have to be this challenging, right? We're, say we're recasting the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're picking a new Black Widow. Hmm. Well, in which case, Sto- yeah. Shojo don't want it anymore. Yeah. Who? Who? We... Jerry probably. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry's got the curves, the red hair. She's probably a bit feisty. I reckon she could do that role in a weird, twisted alternative universe. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were stuck on an island and killing yourself wasn't an option, for the rest of time you can only watch one film and you have to watch it at least once a week while you're on this island. This, mm-hmm. whatever that awful FIFA movie was called. Oh, God. United Passions. Or, no. or Kill Key. <laughs> um, oh, Jesus Christ. It's shooting myself. No, I told you, not... you can't kill yourself. Oh. Like you, you're, you're, you're not immortal. Because you uh-huh. die of old age, but you you can't kill yourself. But you have to, and you're stuck on this island forever, and you have to watch one of these films once a week, but only one. Spice World. Jesus. Spice World is the one. I tell you, I tell you for why. So there's a side plot in this. Well, I, I'm again, I hesitate to call it a side plot because it suggests there's a main plot. But there's this stuff about their heavily pregnant uh, and overdue friend who keeps like tagging along to their things and they ignore her but what it's actually meant to be is that they're really good friends but she's chinese and it's not like it's not explained who she is really or why she isn't part of the spice girls they give her this backstory where she's seen like training them and i amused myself by accident when i was well, i watched this with my wife i made her sit I, down i was going to ask if, if mrs owen had to watch this as well she did. She had to watch it as what, well. What was her response when you told her that was what you were watching? <laughs> yeah, she wasn't um, over the moon about it. Did uh, she <laughs> stop doing this stupid bloody podcast? Um, she is a job. She says that fairly often. But this is... Uh, yeah, so we watched it together and there was this Chinese character. And I said to her, like just like as we were watching it, I said, so if she was going to be a Spice Girl, what would be her Spice name? And I immediately said, answering my own question, Five Spice, <laughs> and realised how <laughs> bloody racist uh, I was being, but I couldn't help chuckle at my own stupid joke. So that's part of the reason I would take this to a, a desert island, so I could, you know, feel some nostalgia about that time I amused myself. Um, I bet she didn't laugh, did she? She did, just gave me that look. I don't have to explain the look. I think you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's uh, but actually, you know what? There's there's bits in the film that aren't horrendous, if that's the only way to describe them. Because there's this thing about the press 
being out to get them. Which again plays into this idea that I think it's meant to be kind of meta. It's meant to be kind of self-referential. Um, so Barry Humphreys plays the Australian newspaper-owning soulless jerk in this film. Which is obviously, you know, about real life. About, hey, look, you know, the press are evil and they're trying to get the, the Spice Girls all the time. They're trying to catch them out and they're making up rumours and stuff. So that was like the first bit of the film trying to be quite clever, but actually not really doing anything with that plot at all. Elton John makes a cameo as himself and he gets snogged by the girls at one point, which is a bit strange. And then you also have um, a Bob Hoskins makes a little cameo and is brilliant. He's in the, on screen for about 10 seconds and he really made me laugh. And But the best thing about it, the best thing about the Spice World, because there's only really one thing that's good, which is Alan Cumming, who plays the um, like this posh English documentarian who's trying to follow the Spice Girls around for this documentary, but is clearly out of his depth. But, and he's just really funny. Isn't he? he just really gets how to portray a character in this film. Whereas often the Spice Girls are the... Any any point the Spice Girls are on screen is the absolute worst. <laughs> if you could cut out all of their scenes and just watch this kind of rambling sketch, it would be like a 3 out of 10 film. With the Spice Girls, it's, it's teetering on 1.5 out of 10. But it's still better than Kill Keith. And by far and away, 10, 20, 30, 100 times better than United Passions. So, there you go, Steve. Spice World. One Ooh. and a half out of ten. There we go. It's not the worst. And it's not even the worst film that we've made each other watch. There is no quiz this week because there's just the two of us and it'd be a bit rubbish. But uh, Owen won last time out and made me mm-hmm. watch the Ouija experiment. I did. Which was rubbish. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Isn't it? it is, yeah, it's... Um, so basically, it's a kind of paranormal activity rip-off found footage type film mm-hmm. about some people who use a Ouija board, don't obey the rules of the board, um, and then are haunted by some spirits. And um, the acting is terrible. The scares are pretty much non-existent. The plot <laughs> is rub- yes, no, non-existent. There isn't a plot, is there, really? Um, and... The one thing that irritates me is, is the female black character because she goes through phases of just being a normal person mm-hmm. until she gets angry and then she just becomes more and more stereotypically black woman in the horror film. Oh, hell no. Yeah, hell yeah. to the no and all that. But yeah. like, when everything's fine, she's normal. She doesn't speak with a, any particular accent, uh, doesn't behave stupidly, doesn't do anything, doesn't kind of have exaggerated hand gestures. And then, yeah, stuff starts going wrong. Either, not Sometimes it's not even the paranormal stuff going wrong. It's just like her having an argument with somebody about non-ghost-related matters. Mm-hmm. And she just gets like more and more stereotypical black person. It's just really irritating. It is. I mean, all of them are just... They're not characters. They're caricatures. You know, they take elements of, oh, this is the, you know, beefcake, thick idiot character and that's all he is and you know i mean they're all thick idiot characters i don't think it's designed that way (laughs) yeah i think some of them are meant to have slightly uh well one of them can operate one of them can operate a camera so there's a slight level of intelligence yeah but But there's there's a Ouija experiment too as well there is the the, uh, i can't remember what that one's called but um I think, it it's, is, I think it's called The Ouija Experiment 2. Is that it? Has it yeah. not got a subtitle to it? That's I terrible. I, just, but, I mean, 
Yeah. So are you going to watch that? Uh, only if I'm made to. Uh, do you know what I thought was weird about the experiment, uh, the Ouija experiment? They try, like, at the very last minute to put some kind of twist in it. Yeah. Uh, what's the... Uh, there's the actual... There's the, the scary, supposedly scary bloke that they talk to on the board. Don't yeah. talk to whatever his name is, Frank. <laughs> Joseph, I think. Joseph, was. that was him. Joseph. And then it's like, oh, this other ghost might have this connection to Joseph. And you think, no shit. You know, that's what the whole premise is. And then they try to just at the end go, oh, aren't we being very clever? I bet you didn't expect this. <laughs> no. No, you very much set this out at the very beginning of the film. It's not surprising, it's not clever, it's not scary. Um, uh, yeah, I really disliked it and I thought, you know what? That is your revenge, uh, my revenge, sorry, for you making me watch the Spice, uh, the Spice Girls <laughs> film. You're going to have to sit through a terrible, terrible, awful, low-budget horror film. I think I'm better than you at picking bad films. Do you reckon? Yeah. In what way? Well, I've come up with uh, Spice World, United Passions and Kill Keith. This is true. Yeah, actually, fair enough, you win. (laughs) (laughs) There's no argument, is there? There's no winner. (laughs) Well, that's interesting, though, because one of the stipulations we put on the uh, booby prize that you had to endure during the week for losing the quiz was watching Pudsy the Dog, and you had to stay awake during it. So did you manage to keep, keep yourself awake during the whole of Pudsy the Dog? Yeah, I mean, I was, playing, I was playing football manager at the same time, so I was having a bit of a good, a good run on that. Um, <laughs> Pudsy the Dog is just... If we start in this podcast, if we actually... We, is, is, it, is it in the flow, or have I got to do the introduction? Like this is it in the flow, just right, go with it. Fine, fine. Yeah, Pudsy the Dog is a film that didn't need to be made. And it confuses me because I don't know who it's aimed at. It doesn't look like it's aimed at kids, but it's not aimed at adults. It's not aimed at families. The plot is just boring. It doesn't keep anyone entertained. The dog's only trick, really, is it can stand on two legs. Right, I can't yeah, but isn't that all he did? And that's how he won Britain's Got Talent, just well, by yeah, standing but, on two legs. Yeah, but in that, he had that girl with him who was like dance with him and making other tricks. In this, it's literally... David Williams does the voice of the dog and tries to be funny. It's about as funny as being kicked in the face. Like, <laughs> me, me being kicked in the face. Not someone else being kicked in the face. I probably would laugh at that. But me being... It's not funny at all. And then, like, any time it does a trigger, it's literally just stand on its back legs and move around a bit. And what, what else is annoying? And I think I mentioned this on Twitter when I was having to endure this. I was a bit mm-hmm. stupid about the film. He's, he's one Britain's Got Talent with that girl, Ashley. And in the film, she's just binned off. It's like, you're not good enough to be in this. Even though you're half of the act, you're not good enough. So then they make the dog an orphan. But everyone watching it, including kids who don't understand stuff properly, know that that dog was with this Ashley. It was her dog. So in the film, the dog's now an orphan. So in the film universe of Pudsy the dog, (laughs) Ashley has either died or she is that bad and mistreats Pudsy that he's been taken away from her and has ended up as an orphan. How horrible is that? It doesn't seem very family friendly, I'll be it's honest. Tr- it's true though, isn't it? All the kids have watched Britain's Got Talent. About a dog from Britain's Got Talent? Well, no, the dog, <laughs> in, the, in the film, the dog isn't from Britain's Got Talent. It's just a dog who can but, 
is it well, a, they're animals. Britain's, I don't watch Britain's Got Talent. It, it's full of massive bellends. Why would I watch Britain's That's half the reason for watching it. With dancing fucking dogs <laughs> that get themselves a yeah. film career. Yeah, but <laughs> in, in the film, it's not the dog from Britain's Got Talent. The character of Pudsey is not from Britain's Got Talent. It's just a dog called Pudsey who can stand on its back legs and talk to other animals. But my point is, all the people who are watching this film have seen Britain's Got Talent. So they know about Ashley, who who owns the dog. But they're wondering where yeah. she is. They're like me, she's wondering where she is. And the only explanation is she's dead or the dog's run away from her because she treats her badly. And I don't think that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the main issue with the film, is that the treatment of the dog is bad. Would you it's, rather it was a, a biopic or a biopic or whatever you want to call it? I just don't care. <laughs> you don't care. I don't. I don't care. Why would you? I mean, it's just it sounded like a terrible film. That's why I made you watch it. There are much you know, better films with dogs in. Can you name any? Homeward Bound. It's got two dogs in. It's a brilliant film. Yeah. Okay. Michael, Michael J. Fox voices one of the dogs in um, Homeward Bound. The, yeah, which isn't a fox either. It's just an actual dog. Yeah. Mr. Trick, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of others now. Um, there's probably a good Lassie film. Turner and Hooch. Yeah, there's yeah, one. It's probably better. Um, <laughs> it's just a dog. Film. Underdog. Is there not a film? There is a film. <laughs> I know it's a film. It's a... I think it's just called A Boy and His Dog. It's about a boy and his dog, but it's the end of the world. <laughs> so I Am Legend. And I get, yeah, I Am Legend. Good dog. <laughs> good, good performance from the dog. Um, so, yeah, there's plenty of better films out there with dogs the in, artist, if you like dogs. The artist, the dog won an award for that one, I think. Or, uh, watch, or watch Frasier. Well, this Scooby-Doo. Not, Scooby not the two films. They were pretty bad. Yeah, I suppose. One of them anyway. scrappy doing that just negates it straight away. We're going to start off, though, with the quiz. I won the quiz last week, Ellen, and I <laughs> made you watch something that you didn't watch, but you might have watched something worse but instead. Yeah, so you wanted me to watch The Muppets Wizard of Oz, which I cannot find any like evidence of its actual existence online. Um, there's certainly <laughs> like, no like copies the Holy of Grail. It is. It is exactly like that. It's El Dorado of the podcast um i'm gonna go insane swimming down an internet channel looking for it that's a reference to aguirre wrath of god but never mind anyway so i'm not gonna marry my daughter and found a dynasty i am instead gonna i watched rob schneider's would you call it a tv series on netflix a series is show that's on netflix uh which is called real rob that was like the backup prize and it's directed by rob schneider it's written by rob schneider it's basically him doing Seinfeld or Louis or, um, you know, any of those kind of comedies that focus on the, the, the actual comedian playing a version of themselves. But terribly, real life I assume. It, it, but is, is it terrible? terrible. Yeah. It is just appalling. I is watched it, the first is it, episode. Is it like that, that South Park sketch about him? <laughs> he doesn't play any animals or vegetables. Oh, Schneider is a carrot. <laughs> What he plays is a misogynistic old fart, really. And it's not even, like, ironic. It's, like, 
he is the good guy and everyone else is an idiot. And it's played completely sincerely. Um, so let's. I'll give you the sort of synopsis for the first episode, the pilot episode. His assistant is a is a useless like twat bag, and <laughs> he decides that he's gonna fire him. And when he fires him, he hires his own stalker because his stalker is really good at keeping him to schedule and stuff. Right. So you know, as far as like sitcom, there's a logic in that. It's it's okay. It's not like the most outlandish for a sitcom like plot, but it's yeah, it's okay. But it's just played with such like disdain for everyone who isn't Rob Schneider. <laughs> he there's a heck of a lot of womanizing going on. So much homophobia. It's like sickening, really. At one point, his wife, I'm not going to lie, they really try and emphasise how big her boobs are all the time, right? And she uh, decides that she's going to start her own male stripper club thing. And so, of course, all the dancers are topless and, well, just in their pants, dancing around his living room. And he comes home in the middle of this and is like, whoa, what? this isn't going to set a good example for my daughter, like his baby daughter. And it's like, well... Okay. And then at one point his wife is like pole dancing just for no reason. They just put they thought it would be funny, I guess, that she was pole dancing in the bedroom with his baby daughter. And he's like, "Oh, this is going to set a bad example for her. She's going to grow up to be a stripper." It's like, "Come on, have a bit of decorum about your writing." And it's just yeah, it really 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 annoyed me. It really did. There was like I'm not gonna ever recommend it to anybody but the like the final joke at the end is about the fact like this is the joke this is the punchline his wife's hired a new nanny and the nanny's a man a manny a manny (laughs) see that's funny that's funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah but he he's outraged because she didn't consult him and it's a man is it produced by adam sander um i don't think so but it's got like all of those kind of hallmarks around it where it's this completely ridiculous world where rob schneider's really good looking he's got a beautiful wife and massive house and stuff which isn't too far fetched i guess because you know but anyway but yeah that's just the unfortunate world we live in so on a scale of of united passions to kill keith where does it fall uh i would watch kill keith again above it the next (laughs) The next two episodes are a part one and part two. This is the second and third episode, and it's called the penis episode, part one, oh and the penis episode, part two. It's big penis. Sounds riveting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the nuts. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's just fucking dog shit. It's terrible, and it's got it, no awareness, no nuance. Like the like Seinfeld. Okay. To begin with, I know it was a bit sketchy and it was a bit iffy, but that's because it was new. They were doing something new with that whole idea. In Louis, it's almost like perfected throughout season two. That is just so on the nail of like what a show like this should be. This is, I've got a lot of money. I'm going to show everyone how rich and famous I am and how beautiful my wife is. That's all it is. That is it. And it's just, it's appalling. I hated it. I'm not going to watch any more of it. There we go. We'll start off with a quiz, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, Owen won last week and made me watch um, the last one, Antichrist. Antichrist. 
And what did you think of it? Fucking that's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it is just a little bit, yes. Like it's it's one of them ones like holy moly, weird for the sake of weird. Which I don't I don't mind weird if there's a point to it, but weird for the sake of weird is just weird and really unsettles <laughs> me. I mean it was it was scarier than some freaking some horror films I've seen. I watched um uh what was it, the the forest, that new horror film that's out with um your one from Game of Thrones. Natalie Dharma. That's the one. That was okay. that was rubbish. Didn't scare me in the slightest. It was boring. It just mm, um, okay. And 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 the Antichrist certainly was a bit more creepier and freakier than that. But it's just like it just seems like the purpose of the film is trying to freak me out and make me weirded out. And yeah, I, I guess it succeeded then. It's not the so worst. It's... it's not the worst film I've ever seen. I must admit, I've seen far. You've made me watch far worse than this. <laughs> yeah, but high praise of... indeed. <laughs> Come on, I thought, yeah, I was going to put that on the poster now from now on. Antichrist, better than Kill Keith. Yeah, uh, <laughs> better than Kill Keith and United Passions, which it must be the benchmark for worst films ever. <laughs> it's close, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. But I think the, the thing, the big, the thing about um, Antichrist is that the, when Lars von Trier was making it, he w- was like deeply depressed, and I think that is reflected quite astonishingly in the actual film itself because it's less about like a, a an actual narrative that's going on there and more about a, f- a feeling it talks about castrate what well, it didn't talk about it sort of illustrates castration of a sort um which was uh, uh, extremely graphically <laughs> portrayed <laughs> and like you said before it's just weird and disturbing uh, an actual shot sort of like penetration and stuff in it so it's very um, family yeah. friendly. It's yeah, it's whatever the exact opposite of family it's friendly. Not, it's is. not a date movie. <laughs> depends how highbrow your date date is, I guess. Depends, because, depends uh, what she's into. <laughs> that too. We're going to start with a quiz where it is now um, nil nil as Owen won last week and maybe watch fucking Norbit. <laughs> fucking Norbit, yeah. Which is hey, what's fucking Norbit. Which is Eddie Murphy playing about seventeen roles like he does in films now. And I don't really understand like who this film is aimed at because in it he's he's a guy whose girlfriend um, or wife is probably later happens he's, he's a right arsehole to him um, and bullies him and then there's something about his his foster dad's Chinese restaurant or something going to be closed down by <laughs> her, her his wife's brothers who are right nasty people but like it's like a lot of these films now where he plays like loads of different characters like he does films like aimed at like families and that this one is, isn't because it's like prostitutes and and brothels and that in it and strippers but it's just, but it's like just really bad it's like re- it's just like who's gonna watch who would actually want to watch it like, not I, even eddie murphy i presume i can't even think i can't think where the idea came from why it got commissioned if you know if the it's just terrible there's no redeeming features to it at all it's 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 just a complete no laughs didn't laugh at all at anything. No, no complete a complete exercise in futility that film mm. just just absolute waste of everybody's time involved and everybody who's ever watched it 
Just do you know it was a, a um, it was nominated for an Academy Award. It was yes, for best makeup. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, you, it doesn't matter how much makeup you slapped on them. It's still going to be Eddie Murphy. So I, <laughs> I just don't, I don't get it. I I yeah. just don't know why he makes these films when he is he it or was what the, just one of the best comic actors ever, arguably, and he's doing this. Shall I tell you why he makes these films? Money. money. Absolutely money. Cause 60 Mel- million cause... budget. 60 million budget, let's just say that, for this film. Cause... And it made 160 million. He makes them because Scary Spice robbed him of everything. <laughs> hmm. I thought he was so, topping Scary Spice. Bit Where did I miss that? He's got kids with Scary Spice and everything. What? I'm, yeah. so, I'm so, out of, so far out of the loop. Yeah. My, my world yeah. is just... I'm crushed by this news. So, if you if you want to put <laughs> the fame, if you want to put the blame of Eddie Murphy's last fifteen years or ten years, say, because he's quite good as Donkey and Shrek, I suppose. So, if you want to put the last decade of Eddie Murphy, uh, at the, the blame of that, anyone's door is the Spice Girls. Well, she, she I crush him. She's a without, she's a fucking unit. That girl. Without the Spice Girls, Norbit doesn't happen. It's a bit like when you track back the Kardashians to OJ Simpson, you think, well, and then it's somebody, I think I read this once, that if a certain person hadn't have made a certain pass, then their team wouldn't have won the championship, which means OJ Simpson wouldn't have been in this position, which means he wouldn't have needed Rob Kardashian as a lawyer, which means the Kardashians would never have been as famous as what they are, and Kim Kardashian wouldn't be what she is now. So it's kind of like that butterfly effect thing, that if it wasn't for the Spice Girls being formed, Eddie Murphy wouldn't be making shit films. Yeah, and if his mum had a dick, she wouldn't have given birth to him. I mean, it's just like, we're in danger of kind of getting a little bit um, <clears throat> misogynistic and blaming Eddie Murphy's downfall on one particular person. Yeah, which is that, unfair. that unit out of the Spice Girls. Uh, to be fair, yeah. all chubbed up a bit. That baby Spice, she's, she's chubbed up a treat. She, she looks like that bird from Birds of a Feather now. Uh, come on, you've you've chubbed up a bit. You're nearly fifty, and you, you're getting there. Hey, hey, I, I don't deny it. No one's perfect, Paul. Didn't and it? yet, Paul still wears his hot pants and dances around I in a Union do. Jack flag, and <laughs> yeah. has musicals written about him. Yeah, eight kids he's got. Eddie Murphy, he says here. Jesus Christ! He must, have, he must have his family allowance book in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> That's a 70s joke that only... There's not going to be many listeners who get that. Topical reference for the kids there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Family allowance book. Oh, God. Go on, crack on. You are really old, Paul. How was it in my absence? Tell me what happened. Well, Britain collapsed around us as you were gone. We, uh... I know, we've Brexited everything, haven't we? We've, we're not in the European Union, we're not in the European Championships, we're no longer reviewing European films. Yeah. Um, just, Brexit, <laughs> just Brexit everything. Yeah, you, le- you left the country for two weeks, Steve, and look what happened. And look what happens, I can't go away again, can I? No. Just, it's your fault. I've just got to go on holiday to Cornwall or whatever and do... Was it Francis Drake who was playing... Um, Bowls. What is it? Look, bowls when the I'm yeah. I've got to do that so I can keep my eye on things. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was. I discovered I'm really good at water polo. <laughs> oh, are you? 
Is that a new, a new avenue for you to head down there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's in like the, a very in, marketable skill, if it's in the Olympics, I'm not too late. I could still get a call up. I don't know if it's an Olympic sport. Uh, we also want bingo as well while we were there. So lovely holiday. Bingo. There's no skill to bingo. No, but it was actually good prizes because we got like free parasailing and a, and a massage and that. So it's actually some good prizes. Nice. That seems like a terrifying prize to give to somebody that most likely is about 90 years old because they're playing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the funny one was, in, in one of the rounds before us, one of the, the hotel had like a hairdresser salon in it. Or salon, yeah, salon, whatever. But the, the guy who won a, a free haircut was bald. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> anyway, um, this is just padding because I haven't done a quiz this week. I've completely forgotten. Um, and I want to get back into quizzing on... Um, a good foot, so I'll do it properly next week. But, but you did have to watch the duo. Bro. I I did have to watch the newest Adam Sandler Netflix uh, collaboration, which was the do over. What was the western that they done? The ridiculous six. Yeah, well, that was that bad. I turned off. I didn't have to watch that as a quiz. Mm-hmm. Loss. I just decided to watch it because it was. A reasonably big thing, Sandler and Netflix coming together and producing you know, collaborating horse shit. Yes, yeah. and that film I, I turned off before the halfway point. So the do over is Adam Sandler and David Spade. They're two old school friends who haven't seen each other for a while, and David Spade's character's left quite a led quite a straight laced life. He's a bit henpecked by his wife. Um, his kids treat him badly. You know, aren't very respectful of him. Just a very boring place. And his, his, his friend comes back into it and you know, claims to be an FBI agent. You know, fake said death, so they, they have a do-over. They can pretend to be someone else. They can live a better life. Everyone in their lives will think that they're dead, so they can live a better life or whatever. Um, and then the story unravels from there. And I watched all of it. Oh, well done. Yeah, you made it all the way through. Yeah. Um, it is... I'd say it's not a great film by any means. As a comedy, it isn't that funny. I don't think I laughed once. I think I might have smiled once, but I can't remember what it was at. Um, but if you want to, if you want to look at a positive, it's 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 still an Adam Sandler film. So it's still puerile. It's still childish jokes. It's still predictable gags. It's still sex jokes and knob jokes and fart jokes and and all that kind of thing and gay joke. But it it. And, and a little bit misogynistic, and but it's it's and less. And so. gets a really hot girlfriend who's twenty years younger than him. He he doesn't actually. No, does his he mate? Doesn't. No, no. His his mate does a little bit, yeah, but yeah. he he doesn't. Um, mm. and it's and it's all of those things, but a, but a bit less than usual. So maybe maybe there's signs that he's he's turning over a new leaf slowly. I don't <laughs> know. But yeah, the, the, you know, the, the thing the thing is, it's it's one of those comedies kind of where it isn't that funny, um, but you you kind of watch it and there is a bit of a story to it, so you kind of want to see how it ends. That's probably the best compliment I can give it. I wanted to see how it ended. I wanted to see how the plot resolved itself. That's not really a particularly good sign for a comedy. I mean, it's like the absolute opposite to how a comedy film should work. Well, yes, but you know, I didn't want to turn it off. <laughs> it was so tragic. I just needed to see how it ended. <laughs> mm. But yeah, it, it's it's not encouraging. 
it, it's not making me want to watch their next film if they're doing another one. Um, oh, they will be. Yeah. The, the, yeah. What's the, how like many three or four film deal? It's somewhat but, ridiculous. It's like five or six even. I think. But you've also, you know, you've also got Ricky Gervais linking up with Netflix, and that special correspondence was garbage. So, you know, can't they do something with somebody funny? Well, supposedly Netflix know exactly what you want, and they make a formula to, you know, all that shows and films will fit a formula to match what the you know statistics of their demographics have come up with and said yeah but i mean if i was on my netflix now and i'm not going to turn it on and go for it to prove a point because it would just take too long and be boring for everyone but like <laughs> you so it says because you like so on your netflix you've got all the different genres that it brings up and it says because you watched this you might be interested in this and when you're scrolling through that list of films that netflix is suggesting for you think how the bloody hell are you recommending me a rom-com because I've watched Die Hard? They, don't, they make no Things sense, like do that. they? No, <laughs> some, some of them do. It'll be like, oh, you've watched Die Hard, here's The Raid, or you've watched um, Independence, you watched Armageddon, here's Deep Impact. Mm. But sometimes it'll, it will literally be something like, you've watched Independence Day, here's Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> yeah. well, what are you getting from this? Has there been some bit part character who's been in both films? And that's how you're linking it. I'm a big fan of some extra who's been in both films. I don't know how they work it out. Um, well, they nobody does really. They don't reveal any of that kind of stuff. That's like that's their um, you know money maker. That's how they decide how they're going to make their money is based okay. on the information they collect. Because obviously Netflix have just put their prices up in the UK mm-hmm. by what, about a pound fifty a month, is it something like something that? Something like that, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they're obviously trying to justify it by A, making original content, and B, bringing in some big, big names to make the original content. A lot of the... Not, it's not TV, because it's on Netflix, obviously, but a lot of the like television show-style original content has actually been really good, but the movie side of thing, bar maybe Beast and No Nation, mm. hasn't been. And it's just, wonder, it's just wondering when the viewers will start thinking, I don't actually want big names, my extra pound fifty a month. I want quality. I want quality movies, or else I'm not going to bother with you. Mm-hmm. Rather than thinking, Adam Sandler, oh, they've got Adam Sandler, they've got Ricky Gervais, right, well, I'm fine paying that £1.50 extra a month. Rather than, this has been rubbish. If they don't start giving me something decent, I'm going to pack it in and go to Amazon Prime or something. Although Amazon's uh, pretty shite. Or Amazon well, Prime, yeah, you know, take, I'll take my money elsewhere. On, uh, on distribution as well, aren't they? They spent a fortune on films at Sundance this year. Mm, they did. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be interesting when that actually, you know, materialises on your Netflix subscription, if it does. Yeah, you'd um, hope so. I mean, the, if they are going to spend all the money, you'd hope they're picking good things, you know. But the thing, the thing with with places like Sundance is you don't get like massive hits out of there, do you? You get mm. like, you know, fighting corpse films, <laughs> Sundance. So you know, and while you know, we might watch it, is your average Netflix subscriber going to want to watch stuff like that? And also, are they going to, you know, people who aren't subscribed to Netflix, are they going to subscribe based on the fact that they picked up a little indie film made for £50,000 that was shown at Sundance? Yeah. Probably not. But, you know, I'd rather that than them give Adam Sandler however many millions of dollars he's got for his movie deal. But I guess part of it is prestige as well, isn't it? If they say that they can get these people... Because they were constantly in war against, you know, prime time or cable shows, uh, or not shows, but you know, the providers in America, um, ABC, HBO, 
NBC, Fox, they're all sort of competing against each other. And whether they make good titles with these actors or not is probably of little relevance compared to, yeah. um, you know, what kind of standing it puts them in against their, their rivals. Hmm. I had to watch a film because I lost the last quiz that Owen was doing, and that is called Spellbinder. This, is this going to be the topic this week? Everything's got a question mark. Spellbinder? Steve's just not sure about anything this week. <laughs> yeah, it was about to try to purge it from my memory, hmm. but it, it was Spellbinder, wasn't it? It was Spellbinder, yes. I don't even want, I don't even want to talk about it. That's, that's a very defeatist attitude. <laughs> it made me that way. <laughs> what was wrong with it? Everything. Everything. <laughs> just, just stupid. It's it's about some like witch, but she don't really want to be one. But the witches, other witches, want to sacrifice her. Um, but she has to go willingly for her to be sacrificed. Which just sounds stupid. Because why would you? It's like they're not. It's not like they're try and kidnap her. They're trying to convince her to be sacrificed. And it's just crap. It's just crap. I think I think with a budget, I could make a better film. Uh, well, you say that. There were bits in it that I thought were really good. There was individ- individual scenes that I remember being really good. This is the well, the ending was kind of coming a mile off. I mean, it's a, hin- a film that's hinged on a twist, isn't it? And the twist is yeah. so bloody obvious from the moment it sort of starts, really. But you know, there, were, there were good individual scenes. Some of it looked really good. Nicely shot bits. No? Perhaps. Not going <laughs> to relent a little bit? No. No, just it's, just it's crap. Terrible. Do you know um, why I made no. you watch that? It wasn't just me picking a random film off Netflix. Because you're a horrible man. I am a horrible man, but I picked it because it was recommended to us, as in at Failed Critics, by Jonathan Sothcott, the film producer who we had on the podcast to talk about Danny Dyer. Uh, he picked it, it, it out for change, us to watch. It doesn't change my opinion. No, well, you know, that's good. That's you being objective. <laughs> Hopefully, but, hopefully he didn't make it, and I'm not upset him. But no, I don't think he made it. He's been on our podcast and called his own films crap in the past, so I'm sure he wouldn't mind <laughs> well, anyway. That's, that's very true. Set in 1920s New York, which is a allows them to explore the American side of the Harry Potter universe. So instead of Muggles, which is what the humans were called in Harry Potter. They're called nomags here in America, and they've got like can an you, American. Can you say that? Can you can you can you say that in a New York or New Jersey accent, <laughs> like Tony Soprano? Uh, over here they call them nomags. <laughs> yeah. um, this is gonna do. this is gonna be a recurring theme. I imagine whenever Tony's on, though, do do this <laughs> yeah. accent, Tony. Do this one. I, <laughs> I spent an entire review doing a review in Brooklyn. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a Brooklyn accent, I should have said. Um, so <laughs> Newt Scaramanga is right. He's in uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. Um, but yeah, so I'll stop now. And the US. No, and you know, you know that was that was my oh, that was my only one 
little thing about it that I thought was a little bit below par, which was the whole presentation of, of the other world powers. You know, the UK guy, he's a plum guy, and his picture not like this. You know, and then you've got the laid back Australian guy, I don't know, mate, well, I don't know what's going on. And then you've got the hawkish Chinese general and the Russians who are killing their own people. It was a little bit cliche in that regard, I mm-hmm. think. And, and, Can we have a whole range of accents? Can we have them all? <laughs> Did, well, what was the Jamaican correspondent like, Tony? <laughs> no, no, man, I'm not doing that one. Um, but <laughs> yeah, cut that, please cut that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the, the Australian guy is probably quite accurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't know what's going on. Man. <laughs> what's going on? He, he was he was pretty much like that. He's going, we ain't got a clue, mate. Wrong place for them. <laughs> oh God, that was. Can you do South African? I mean, that's, that's yeah. quite difficult. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. It's pretty pretty <laughs> easy to go from South African into Brummie and then out into Australian again and then back into South African. It's my, <laughs> it's my body trick. <laughs> there you go. Shall I do the rest wow. of this as, uh, as a fucking prawn like South African? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think we can move on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've gushed over a rival. Now we've offended the entire enough. world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all three continents. You're welcome, Tony. What what are you picking for your final Eddie film? I'm going to go with the very bad Eddie Redmayne <laughs> performance, where he plays a supervillain with a terrible voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, you knew this was coming, Owen. Uh, it's <laughs> I did. It's the bizarre Jupiter Ascending from last year. I got to about halfway through and I went, Sean Bean with a northern accent in it as well, who's Channing Tatum's mentor. So he's going, oh, Channing, you've got to fight bees. Bees are going <laughs> to kill all the royal family in space. I was like, what the fuck am I watching here? These are the guys who made the, made the Matrix. You know, I, I sat through it twice. And I thought maybe I, maybe I was really tired the first time because it was a midnight show in and, mm-hmm. you know, they still had 30 minutes of adverts on before a two and a half hour long movie at fucking midnight. Arseholes. 3am before I got home. Still but, time to buy a Coke, Brooker. Still time to buy a Coke. Yeah. I, well, you know, at the cinema room, my popcorn. I had two pissheads sat next to me who smelt like a pub toilet. Seriously, mm-hmm. one of the, this, two, this pair of dickheads sitting next to me were going on about how it's their family legacy that they've watched every Superman film in the cinema. Really? They were younger than me. Wow. That's a legacy. That's not a legacy. That's just going to the cinema a lot, you fucking asshole. That's a habit. The legacy that they hold so dear that both of them halfway through stood up and loudly pronounced, this is bollocks and left. (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing, the worst thing in my my screen, what what rating did the film have? Was it 12A? 12A. Right, so in the screen I was in, there was a couple of dads sat behind me with their kids who were like, not toddlers, but like, what's, what's the stage above toddlers? Kids, preschool, yeah, like, like probably like six or seven or whatever, and the, the film the is film for six the, or seven. No, it isn't. But they didn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, it's just like, and then the and then the girl sat down the end of the row for me with her boyfriend. She didn't shut the fuck up as well, and she sounded pretty thick. And it was just <laughs> irritating. Like food, just, food in the red cape. It's not quite as bad as that. But, it's not, <laughs> but like the, the, the worst cinema audience I've been in was Les Mis because people kept bloody singing along. This was second one. Oh, my God. I was in <laughs> Les Mis, and I, li- I liked the new Les Mis film. I, I thought it was actually pretty good because um, from somebody who doesn't like musicals. 
and and someone who'd never seen Les Mis before, either musical or any film adaptation version of it, I, I enjoyed it. But I went to the cinema and people were bloody singing. The the worst one I've been to was the opening night of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix mm. in America. Yeah, and I, they, they, when the opening comes up, the boo West tape comes on. My mum, who's a lovely woman, nearly strangled the man in front of her. <laughs> the problem is, Brian, that you're just a muggle and don't appreciate these things. No, I like the film. I just don't appreciate Americans. <laughs> no, but, <laughs> yeah. so, so, but you know, I've been into like films like Fast and the Furious, where you expect to be full of whooping, chavvy dickheads, and it hasn't been, or it has been, but they've actually been well behaved when the film comes on. Comes on, they shut up, phones away, brilliant. So lame is the first worst. This was the second worst due to thick women and people bringing kids in that were far too young to be in there. He wouldn't shut up. I sh- These films shouldn't be allowed to be released at halftime because it ruins them for me even more. The worst audiences, though, are horror films, I think. If you well, if you go and see a, a horror film with a proper horror film audience, then it's fine. If you go and see, you know, Sinister 2. Or, or The Forest. Or The Forest. Or, and or just Saturday got, Afternoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you've just got a, a gaggle of 13 teenage girls who just sort of like 13-year-old teenage girls who just scream on purpose at absolutely nothing just to wind each other up. That drives, drives me well, they, they just They shriek at everything, scary or not. You know, it annoys you because I was yeah. trying to get some sleep. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a bunch of snobs we are. Mm. Oh, oh, uh, we are those horrible snooty critics that have panned. Batman. Oh, oh yes, yeah. we're, we're part of the problem, not the solution. I just yeah. don't, I just don't want there to be people in the cinema while I'm in. I tell you what, I do like in the cinema: an ice blast, Tango ice blast. They're good. <laughs> lemon ones, right? Mm. I do like they're, lemon ones. They're very refreshing. Um, Actually, going back, the, the first, the, the worst audience I've had was I went to see Gravity, and I well up for Gravity. I know it starts with it's silence and it's black. Apart from the chomp, chomp, chomp of everyone around you. <laughs> My worst one was Hancock, I think. Went to see it with the wife, and there's this collection of kids sat behind us like a mini fucking G unit, all all repeating the lines a second after they've been on for the entire film. And, oh, I want the to most the most annoying one I ever had. Was it, it was an em, it was empty-ish screening, hardly anyone else in there, and they hadn't allocated seats. Just just, just say, oh, sit where you want. So that whole empty screening, sit where you want, choice of seats. Someone comes and sits right next to me, literally next to me, in the seat next, not even a seat space in between. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I could not have been more annoyed. The annoying thing was as well, he got in like as the film was starting, so it wasn't like the trailers were like. But I'll pretend I'm going out for a drink, and then I'll just go and sit somewhere else. No, I couldn't do that. The film was just starting. He comes and sit right next to me with fucking more food than you can imagine, stinking, and just fucking. <laughs> why would you do it? Just he was why? Trying to make friends, Steve. If he was trying not, to be your friend. I don't. What time of day was it? I, it was. It was daytime. Like it wasn't evening. Right. Have you watched Mad Men? No. Right. There's a Mad Men rule about cinemas, which is. The, the characters in the cinema, they're going during the day. So look around the audience. One says, you know what's going on here, don't you? He says, no. Hand jobs. But then two <laughs> scenes later, 
one of the characters goes to cinema in the middle of the day, and the next thing you see is her in the bathroom washing her hands. That's what he said he makes Wow. Yeah. Anyway, and... Steve did deliver. Uh, our final bit of news is in America, AMC Cinema Chain uh, said that they were going to openly allow texting in their cinemas until everyone went, hang on, what are you doing? That's stupid. And now they said, no, they're not going to allow it. They've completely backtracked. They've moonwalked so fast, they went through the wall behind them. Yeah, in the agenda that we sent out before the podcast, I said that they're gonna uh, that they started to allow texting on mobile phones. But Callum, that's incorrect, right? Because yeah, they've just been doing it forever. Yeah, they just not you yeah, know, it's, it's recently uh, announced it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's not again. I, I've I have it on forty for many people in America, but um, it's not that they were now allowed suddenly just going to allow texting. It's the fact they were going to promote being able to do it. Um, apparently, you could text in cinemas in AMC cinema and nobody, like, and ushers wouldn't come and stop you or anything. So basically, if I was in an AMC cinema before this week and I saw someone texting, I went out to this, what member of staff, someone texting there, go and sort it out. They'd be like, no, that's all right. Pro- like, prob- I mean, probably, yeah. I think. Uh, in the same way, like if you try to do it in a like in a British cinema here out there, where people just use their phones and nothing happens. Um, there's also the fact, as well, that the comments for the reason that um, like the the guy at AMC who did it gave the excuse that um, apparently 15 year olds just can't bear to be without their phones for more than two hours nowadays. So you need so in order to convince them to come to the cinema, why not just let them be able to use their phones like a complete imbecilic fucking twit he is? Just tell them to go fuck off and do something else yeah i don't i it I, I never understand why people check their phones in a cinema if it's to check the time you do know there are these things called wrist watches you can buy and put on <laughs> it's they're, they're even easier and they don't chew into your battery life every time you turn yeah, them but on you, or not. you can even get watches that answer your phone now so it's, oh, it's a no-win yeah. situation yeah, like I, I was in I in the sky this week, like this week, um, and I could see a woman constantly checking her phone out the corner of my eye. Um, I was in Midnight Special the other week with my friend Lucy out there, and directly in front of us, there was somebody who's constantly checking their phone all the time, like blaring with light pollution everywhere. Um, and just, I don't, I, I really do not just, get people. I don't it, get people who talk just, in cinemas. I don't get people who use phones in cinemas. I don't get people who buy fucking hot dogs at the cinema or nachos. And just, I don't, I don't get. I think the thing, the trick is. If there's somebody sat in front of you or near you that's that engrossed in their phone that they don't pay attention to the film, just when kind of there's actually nothing happening in the film, just sort of go, what? <laughs> and then they'll just sort of look at it, what have I missed? What have I missed? I don't, I don't understand why you spend that much money and just not and just actively go out of your way to not no, watch a film it's, or it's... turn yourself out way. Especially since, again, if it's that case of trying to get people back into the cinema, you can maybe start with lowering ticket prices, mm. lowering concession prices, going out of your way to make cinema viewing a better experience and not in that fucking 4DX roller coaster bullshit way, like actively trying to improve the act of sitting down on a cinema screen and watching a movie with other people around you and just... Well, I've... You just reminded me of something. Like, this is a bit of a tangent. I cancelled... I, I used to have an unlimited card for me, and I used to pay for the unlimited card for my wife as well. She never really goes to the cinema anymore. It was a bit of a waste of money. So I cancelled her card, mm. and uh, that was that expired at the middle of March, end of March, I think, was when we cancelled it. Still works. <laughs> Went to see... Um, Tar- uh, I think he said Tarzan, then. Jungle Book at the weekend using her card. Kitching, take I that. See, gonna, Sticking it to the man. Are you going to try and book him for the green room screen, screening with it as well? Then? All of them. All, all, of them. All, all the screenings, all the time. All the screenings, every single one. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I think I might have mentioned this last week. 
Um, but there's a cinema near me in, in a town called Dorchester for any Dorset-based uh, failed critics listeners called The Plaza, and it's £2.50 to see a film during the week and £3.50 at the weekend. Nice. It's brilliant. And, there's no and catch. I'm waiting for the catch. No, there's no catch. There's only four screens, um, but there's, about, there's at least 80 seats in each screen. Uh, all the snacks are about half the price of what they are at a normal cinema chain, and it's bloody brilliant. Mm. There's no... Do you have to pay to park? Yes. But mm. not. it's not a cinema car park. It's just... Um, well, I suppose yeah. you could... It's not worth me going there. It's not worth well, me no. travelling down. No. Yeah. No. It'd be completely pointless anyone more than an hour away. Well, <laughs> half an hour away going. It'd be a complete waste of time for them. But for me, it's great. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, with regards to the people using their phones in a cinema... So what is the cut-off point for you where no phones... Because I think I'm happy for people to use their phones up until the trailers start. I think usually if they're a big skinhead and look like they'd batter me, then I don't say anything. Otherwise, I tell them to turn it off or pull it away or shut up. But at what, or... at what point? Like, the, I mean, obviously... Any, like, as soon as the film's up starting. Yeah, so like, yeah. so the ad... Would, do you, are you okay with people using their phones while the 27th in a row... Or is that a no-no? No, just no. I mean, like... The uh, the adverts are fine. I don't care. I you you know I play on my phone during the adverts, the trailers. I if there's a lot of people around me, I'll pull it away. If I'm just there on my own, then I don't you know there's hardly anyone else in the cinema. I don't give a fuck. I'll just keep messing about on my phone. But as soon as the film's on, you put it away. You shut up. That's what, Them's the rules. That's what I mean. As soon as the film starts, yes, definitely. But I didn't know how bothered people were in the run up to the film actually starting. Yeah, no B- BBFC card for me. Mate, like, because uh, like, cause adverts are the absolute worst, and trailers, trailers are bad, mostly. So, uh, like, like, and like, if you actively try and avoid trailers, and you're like using music or whatever that bears, or trying out that bear, then that's fine. It's um, again, like, but when the title card comes up, you turn it off, you sit down, and you watch the movie you actively paid money and got dressed to go see. And got dressed. That is the crucial thing, you know. Because not they don't always get dressed, do they, Steve? Yeah. When they sit next to you. Wow! I oh, know it was Paul, wasn't it? The guy who came into the cinema and just took his shirt off. Yeah, I had, I had an absolute like this was one where it was quiet in the day. I've told this story before. It was quiet in the middle of the day to go and see a film, and they sort of said, "Yeah, just sit anywhere you like, really." Uh, and some complete stranger come and sat right next to me and had like <laughs> stinking cinema nachos, which are crunchy by the nature of a nacho. So it's loud, <laughs> yeah. and it was also stinking nacho cheese and jalapenos. <laughs> but why have you chosen to sat next to? You could sit anywhere else. There's about twenty people in this. Group. Perhaps, why perhaps, have you sat right next to me? Perhaps it was well, 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 for shirt coming off. I'm going to assume it was trying to cruise you, and you just blocked him out. <laughs> that, that was Paul. So that wasn't. I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> but there's, yeah, I just I don't get people. I don't. I don't either. Just hate the general public. Humans are overrated. We're not. Yeah. We're not. We're not all that. No, we're not. But what I did think was, why does why does this not happen more often? And by this, I mean why does Cineworld specifically not show these sort of films on a one-off basis more often? I I get that they need they like my little Cineworld right. It's got five screens. Five screens. That's all that's there, and. This week, there are three films showing. There's Arrival, which is shown three times a day. There's 
something else I can't even remember. Oh, Doctor Strange, which is on like four times a day. So you can imagine they are taking up two screens between them. Fantastic Beasts of Where to Find Them is on three of those five screens. I don't understand why... Because this I Daniel Blake screening was a one-off. It was a Thursday evening. It was brought in specifically just to show. Um, why can't they do that with other films? I miss out on stuff all the time. I haven't been able to see Nocturnal Animals. Um, the Light Between Oceans, which I really wanted to see. Hell or High Water. Even stuff like Sing Street, you know, don't get shown here. How difficult is it for them to just go, okay, look, we don't... On this Thursday, we don't need to show Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, like, ten times, twelve times, fifteen times. We'll show it fourteen times and put one screening of the latest independent movie. Why? I mean, I would go and see that, and I'm not going to see Fantastic Beasts, and I have an unlimited card. My guess with this is that um, because I, I, Daniel Blake, <coughs> excuse me, has courted some like political controversy. I think the the one of the reasons that they would do that for that film is because they know that they're going to get bums on seats potentially because people are, you know it's going to rally all the liberal Labour types. Mm. We're going to go. Oh, I'm going to go and see this. This is my my way of protesting to everything, and they think they're going to make money. Whereas I don't think they think they're going to make money on nocturnal animals and you know all these films that are worth seeing but i think it all just comes down to numbers they know they can pack more kids in for fantastic Mm. beasts and kids are where the money are more than anything else i think that's what it is i mean i understand they've got to make a profit because it's a business but i mean it's a i mean correct me if i'm wrong about this but isn't cineworld the plc so it doesn't have you know shareholders who it has to constantly produce reports for to say we are making money hand over fist and it's like I went to this old Daniel Blake screening, and it was packed anyway. It was full of people, um, and I think that would be. The, I've been to see films there. They've done it before for uh, the Raid. Surprisingly, the Raid got a one-off screening. Um, Hardcore Henry got a one-off screening. No, I Daniel Blake has, but I, I think I Daniel Blake is slightly different anyway because it's they're doing things specifically like a pay what you can. To go and see Daniel Blake for people, they're mm. putting screenings, up, which I think is a really nice touch. Mm. You know, they're saying you, we, you know, we know who this film is for, and we know that you want to see it. Pay whatever you like, which which is brilliant. But I mean, like as a as a cinema chain, I don't know why Cineworld can't do stuff like that. Why could they not show Nocturnal Animals this week? Like they could eye Daniel Black last week and then like the week before show uh, Light Between Oceans and so on. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, they I, would I, definitely I, draw in punters. I don't think they think they would though. And that, that that's the thing. I think unless it's a film like, you know, you talked about Hardcore Henry and The Raids, they are action films that are going to attract mm. a certain, you know, level of interest. You know, I don't think they think Nocturnal yeah. Animals or The Light Between Oceans is going to get anyone except a few hardcore film fans. You know, I, I agree with you. I think they would attract a lot of people. Yeah. Because there'll be people just like you who are annoyed that they can't get to the cinema to see these things. But I don't think that whoever's doing their market research is probably telling them, no, that's you will lose money. Stick another Fantastic mm. Beasts on. That's, that's where I think they're coming from. So, but I could be wrong. But I, I would imagine it's that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe then what they should do is when they do their unlimited previews, which are specifically only for people with unlimited cards... Don't show a film that's out in two days' time. 
put on something that's probably not going to make it to every cinema chain. Do you know? I mean, mm. they do. I don't know if you're familiar with how they work, but Steve will be very soon. Or oh, have you already got your unlimited card, Steve? I've got it, yeah. You've got it, okay. So have you been to yeah. any unlimited screenings, yeah? As in, like, where um, they put on these previews? No, I haven't. No- I've only had it uh, about four weeks, and I've not noticed them do okay. any of these kind of special screenings yet. Okay, um, I think Allied is on tomorrow. That might be their next one. But then that comes out on Friday. Right. So, I mean, what's the yeah. point in that? Why don't they... I mean, mm. it might even come out on Thursday this week. Why... It, I just It just frustrates me i don't think they've got to pander like other cinema chain you know it's not odian it's not you know showcase they haven't got to constantly have this pleasing of shareholders they can do different things and they choose not to or they choose to put it all on a picture house of which they own but like a very rare around the country but anyway uh, that's my little mini rant oh daniel blake essentially is good go and see it if you can <laughs> Unless you're a Tory. No, especially <laughs> if you're a Tory. Especially, you should go and see it and realise what a bellend you're being. Right. That is the opinion of the Fail Critics podcast. <laughs> Tory bellend. No, it's not. It's my personal opinion. You can be a Tory if you like, just, you know. Don't be a bellend about it. <laughs> uh... The Failed Critics Podcast is presented by Steve Norman and Owen Hughes, created by James Diamond, with original music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, remixed by James Yule of JamesYule.com. You can find us at FailedCritics.com, on Twitter at FailedCritics, and Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash FailedCritics. Thanks for listening. Mate, you sound like you're. Have you been dumped or something? You've got that horrible, something's terrible's happened voice on you tonight. No, I'm fine. I'm just a bit tired. Okay. Told you you went for a kip. I fucking told you. I knew it. <laughs> no, I wish I had. He masturbated himself to within an inch of his life. He's got a cock like a fucking microwave pepper army. Oh. And he's kipped off on the sofa. <laughs> yeah, that's more or less yeah. it. Did you piss yourself as well? Yeah. Fucking knew it. Oh, you're a disgrace, Norman. I know. Disgrace. I know. Right. I'm not going to know what to do with the rest of my evening now because we usually finish about two hours later than this. I'm just going to bed. Wait. Well, <laughs> uh, which is your um, gentleman's entertainment uh, choice website, Steve? Um, ten minute preview. Go ten old. <laughs> go old school. school tonight. Yeah. Go retro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are we? Uh, I'll just flick to Babe Station. Nice. I don't know. I don't even know if I actually do have that. Is Babe Station still like... Oh, don't act like you don't know. He knows. I don't. I've got BTTV. I don't know what's on that anymore. Of course it does. I'm really, really old school tonight. And uh, I've got some numbers here. I've got... I'll I'll bend over so you can see on 0898. (laughs) (laughs) On the back of a daily sport. Exactly, yeah. Right, boys. That used to be my favourite thing about having a paper round on a Sunday. Just pushing all the day sports through.
<laughs> having a quick flick through them all. Seeing which one on your street was a Perth. Yeah. <laughs> which word, Steve? Oh, spastic. <laughs> Mongoloid. <laughs> Mongoloid. <laughs> oh. Window licker. <laughs> Can I just yeah. clear my throat? I got. I don't know yeah. what the hell I've got in my mouth. <laughs> I won't be a sec. Killing him already. Yeah. Mm. Perhaps his missus has been watching Frozen and he's. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, before we do triple birds, I do want to take this opportunity to have a quick break. Uh, I might just nip off for just a second, if that's okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll be back in two seconds. Yeah, I might take two minutes. We'll be back in a minute. Ah, uh, sod it then, I'll take two. Right. Right. <laughs> Attacked by the alien, the xenomorph. What was that? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Loud noises. You've still not moved that frigging bottle at back four. Ah, oh, but it's empty now. Yeah, but it's still sat there. Have you got some changes? A lot. A tenner. A tenner? I've got two fibers. Might work. you like have you got like a lapel bike or something because that was, i think we heard everything uh no I, <laughs> I i will say to be fair um i literally left my headphones just stuck into the machine and because my room's right next to the bathroom <laughs> oh god i'm sorry <laughs> please edit that it's all right i'm just if you just, just, give <laughs> just giving someone two fivers in the bathroom i'm not saying anything it's oh, uh, no, no, your no, business. No. It was very <laughs> northern was for a minute brother. there. <laughs> that was my brother who was asking because um, he works as a mechanic, and apparently they've got a guy who comes around literally selling them sweets. So he said, <laughs> "Have you got any change?" I went, "Yeah, if if he's got a tenner, I'll give him two fivers." That was it. And I'm there, just like, really? You, you can buy chocolate anywhere? He's like, "Yeah, but it's the sweet van." 
<laughs> That's hilarious. It is always better from a sweet van. Yeah, which I didn't know existed. Taking school with a tuck shop. I mean, that was always basically, better. Than, it's anyway. basically a mechanic's tuck shop on wheels. Yeah. yeah fair enough. Hello. Great. Hello, Phil. You missed yeah. all the excitement. <laughs> oh, what happened? Oh, Chris gave everything. some guy a two fivers in a bathroom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you get your money's worth? No, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You alright, fella? Hiya. Are you uh, are you going to leave the uh, the uh, flushing toilet noise in? <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bit weird. You know, you get adverts on Skype now. Yeah. The advert that's come up on mine just said, "Sex without consent is rape." Yeah, same here. I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, I know advertising targets it targets you now, but I hope it's not. <laughs> I hope yeah. it's not targeting me. Well, in the long run, nothing matters, Owen. Yeah, uh... we're all just an insignificant collection of <laughs> atoms floating through space yeah. towards inevitable death. Merry Christmas, everyone. Right, should we make a start then? Yeah, please. Yeah, it's only twenty past nine. It's probably best, dude. <laughs> Right, so everyone's ready, yeah? Yep. I believe so. Yeah, good. Welcome to this week's Fail Critics podcast, the first one of 2016. I hope we've all enjoyed our Christmas break and not um, got up to too much mischief over New Year. Um, Owen, I listened to the end of year special, found out a couple of things. We oh, yeah? Not that we need to talk about. One was that uh, you didn't like my last quiz. <laughs> was that not obvious at the time? Is that a surprise to you? I can't remember that far back. And two, you, you liked Star Wars. It was okay, yeah. It didn't make my top ten that I sent in. But, um, yeah, it was alright. It was just an entertaining blockbustery thing. Okay. Mm. Um, I did listen to your Star Wars podcast as well, and I have a uh, that was surprising to me, because you didn't shut up. I've never heard you talk so much in, like, Never mind one podcast, but over the entire year's worth of podcasts. I don't think you talked as much as you did on that one. It was shocking. Where did that come from? Don't know, but I'm good, don't I? When you get going. I'm good. I just had to keep Paul quiet. <laughs> yeah. I had to keep Paul quiet because he's rubbish. I was going to say, it's probably to do with the uh, the company we got oh, on that podcast yeah. on this one. Yeah. But um, anyway, <laughs> on to the, the main focus. Obviously, in this podcast, we're back to our, our usual format. And we're going to be reviewing new releases such as the Danish Girl Joy and King of Cups, I believe, as well. And Knight of Cups, I think it is. Knight of Cups. You put King of Cups in the in the in the agenda. Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was called when so I was sending it. This is your fault because it's not showing. It's, all... it's not showing near me, and I've not heard of it. So. Oh God, we're starting as shambolic as we ever did. Well, yeah. Then we got what we've been watching before that. We got some news and a quiz. Hopefully, my quiz will be better than last time because I'm tuned mm. up, and if I win, I get to make Owen watch Columbo again. I expect. Oh God, please don't. I don't. I haven't even thought of what I'm going to make you watch. I might have to reveal that at the end. Okay. Um, but anyway. Seeing as we're reviewing Joy, which is a, a biopic, or biopic, whichever way you want to pronounce it, I've got the names of some biopics 
and you've got to tell me who they're about or the main focus because some see about more than one person but the main focus which person's the main focus of the biopic so if i was to say for example gandhi you would say gandhi wait steve yeah are you, are you going to introduce me after the quiz no <laughs> you shambolic as ever evening guys hello paul Hi, right. paul. <laughs> New new year, new <laughs> new start. Oh, chat shit, get banged. <laughs> Go on, crack on. Should Steve. we just do? Th- should we just do this again? This has gone completely yeah, let's shit. Just, let's stop. just start. No, again. this is brilliant. No, just... this is not going to be brilliant for people listening. We're going to start do... again. Start let's again. do it again. Yep. Yeah. Right. <coughs> I haven't done this for a while. I've got to remember how to do it. Give you two weeks off, and this is what happens. My alcohol-riddled brain. (laughs) I'm rum-addled. Right. We go again. This does not not slip now. Warning. This episode may contain explicit material. Namely, Owen talking about ejaculate filling a bathing area. You have been warned. Thank you. Nice one. Well, Dave, lovely stuff. Although it was Steve. And yeah, maybe I should just put this like as a warning at the start of the podcast that this week we have some rather extreme, explicit language. But you know what? It actually wasn't before you brought in the the, the, the uh, filling uh, the, with cum. You're blaming me. That was Steve who mentioned filling a bath full of cum. I was yeah, the one who just worked in metrics. Out. Yeah. You did, you did the math. <laughs> you did the math. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did the maths on filling a bath with cum. What did you do last night, Paul? Well, <laughs> <laughs> me and my I just, mates. <laughs> I just saved Steve 200,000 wanks. That's all I did. <laughs> Well, no, now I've got a, now I've got a it's, goal. It wasn't a practical experiment. It was definitely a theoretical <laughs> experiment. Now I've got, now I've got a target. I thought the Oscars, we usually end up chatting about it for about two hours. But if you've all seen it, we'll include it. Right. It'd be a shame not Owen, to. Right. Am I allowed to use the word gunt? What's the context? <laughs> Please say yes, he can use it. I desperately want to hear him put it into a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You can do what you like. Silence is golden, Owen. Brilliant, thank you. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Is it good? Yeah, it's all right. Cool. (laughs) Callum, I want to hear about Jeremy Irons. Ah, yeah, that. Uh... This is thanks to um, a friend of mine on Twitter, uh, Ben, Anime Dad, um, who, who kept pointing this out. Um, Jeremy Irons is against um, homosexual marriage. Is he? Um, yeah, reasoning in an interview, um, apparently that if gay people can get married, that means a man will want to marry his son. Conflating homosexuality with incest. But then if a man can marry a woman, doesn't that mean a man would want to marry his daughter then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, hang on, I'm going to... Hang on, let me have a look. Let me see if I can get the interview up. Uh, yeah. on... This isn't going to be libelous if I post it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, no. He, he, said, he said it, so it's not libelous. If he said, if he actually said it, it's not libelous. Yeah. 
Uh, ah, it, uh, here. Right, uh, I think it's Jeremy Irons discusses gay marriage. Here we go. I'll, I'll, I'll copy the. I'll, I'll uh, post the link in here for you. We can all watch it at the same time together. Jeremy Irons. Okay. Does that apply to things like gay marriage for you? I mean, the, the last week we the Supreme Court was hearing Defense of Marriage Act. Uh, you know, basically they're going to be deciding on gay marriage this same year. Same as we are in England. Yeah. I don't How know. How far does it extend? Well, you can see squirming. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's a very interesting one that, and, and I don't really have a strong feeling, but I see that the what we had in England, which was. Uh, it was not marriage, but it was a, a, a union you could make if you were if you were gay and you Just wanted to. Just remind you, he's an Academy Award-winning yeah, actor. Sort of has the same rights as marriage, but That's not right. the name. Same rights, not the name. And I, it seems to me that now they're fighting for the name, and I worry that it means somehow we debase or we change. What marriage is? Oh, you fucking um, I just worry about that. I mean, tax-wise is an interesting one. Tax-wise, what the fuck is he going on about? You see, just stop. Where's his agent? Could a father not marry his son? No, no, he could not. Uh, what are the laws against incest? It's not incest between men. It's men. not. Is it not? Incest is there to protect us from having. Um, uh, uh, so incest wouldn't cover that. Now, if that was so, then if I wanted to pass on my estate without death duties, I could marry my son. You could, what the fuck is he talking about? Pass on the, my that's the first time I've actually probably no, watched that. Like and dear God, it's as beautiful as I've been told it was. Just... <laughs> fucking hell. He sounds... He... He sounds like he's not familiar with the concept yeah, well of, this... of inheritance because you don't have to marry your son to pass your, your stuff on to him. You can just <laughs> die and give it to Or just be alive and say, no, you can have that. Oh, God. Oh, oh that's brightened up my week. So, has he come back at like after he's got a load of flack and then gone, well, actually, this is out of context and all that? I, I, I have no idea, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's fucking beautiful. Are you fair play on the uh, the interviewer though? Sort of laughing at him and saying, "No, yeah. I don't think that's right." Yeah. <laughs> but there are laws against incest. Well, with Ben, it's not incest. I, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I bet they're all just sitting there at HuffPost going, "This is gold. Make sure this is. We definitely get this edited and put out quickly." <laughs> It was live as well. Again, that's yeah. like, oh, 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 god, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. That was right. incredible. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, I'm glad. I'm glad we could all have cheered up our lives together with that. <laughs> so. I can't believe that is Jeremy Irons' Academy Award-winning actor saying this. <laughs> oh, he has a keep facing of Academy Award-winning actor, <laughs> as if it's not unbelievable enough on its own. Yeah. Remember, guys, Academy Award with a Gacta saying this. This is the guy from the Academy Award who they really rate him. Academy Award winning opinions. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 